1: is so bad it's good with ryan bailey the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate from the classic reality tv moments of the past and present to the latest daily mail headlines and everything in between we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching i'm looking at you Jax taylor i'm your host ryan bailey one last one last one last
2: time your body up close next to mine you got me a way I can't get enough No need for your loving, just set it up Boy, do you want me so to-
1: So bad is good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. That is Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. That is her new hit single, "One More Time." You might seen her uh, recording that video in this past week's episode, where she um, sexually assaulted. <laughs> that's allegedly sexually assaulted, Brett, according to Brett. That's I do not believe it for a second. I love Sheena with all my heart. How are you guys? I'm so sorry. This is out late. This will probably be out Thursday. I've recorded these intros and I've had the three interviews I've done this week set for a while. You might hear my voice is a little froggy because my voice is sore. I've talked so much in this past week. I've I've over-talked you guys. How are you? If you're just joining us for the first time... This is a pop culture about all the things that we love to hate. There is a very specific uh, emphasis on reality shows, of course. Uh, I got a huge bump in all my numbers because of Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappin'. So if you guys, if any of you guys listening for the first time uh, because of them are still hanging around, thank you guys so much. Uh, uh, thank you. I just That's all I got to say. Thank you. So uh, a couple pieces of business up top before we get into it because we got a great show for you and you guys. Oh, my God. Whatever you think of today's show, next week's show is going to be insane. We have – I did an interview yesterday with Charlie Burnett, who is one of the new girls from Vanderpump Rules. She's the one that didn't has never ate pasta. But it is – I'm telling you guys – it is one of the best interviews that i've ever been a part of. It was so fun. There were like a couple really serious moments. She gives dirt on a lot of things on how production works. I mean, it was i i just i'm i'm so excited about it. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'm telling you. I think some of the this interview will really blow you away. It'll help you understand this girl so much more. I was so 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 happy with how it went. So, I'm just so excited for that. But today, we have a we have a great for we have got an amazing show for you as well. We have Chrissy Malazzo who is a writer and one of uh, the funnier comedians I know. You guys might know her from Sexy Unique Podcast, Laura Marie Shane Hall's amazing podcast. I think she was their guest last week, and so she's my guest this week. We color, cover Real Housewives of New York, Ryan. It, that's got to be it, right? No, is it ever it? No, we do these quarantine size pods as we wind down quarantine. Um, But uh, we also have uh, the one, the only, only Laguna Biatch, Kelly Williams. She comes on for a quick interview because we got to break down this Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari divorce. Like, I'm not all the hills all the time, like, as you know, but I need I'm pop culture. I need to know what's going on there their divorce. Woo! Um, And then, of course, we have returning guest, Courtney Soliday, who kind of just, she is a Twitter phenom, uh, and she helps me break down some of the big pop culture moments that have happened online in the past couple of months. Um, And, of course, we're going to do a lot of other fun things in between. You, You know, you might have a visit from my parents, as usual, uh, we might break down that Sheena Shea song Because how do you not We got to get to the bottom of what that song means One more time What could it mean You guys know I have a gift You guys know I have a gift And my gift is breaking down song lyrics uh, One last thing before I start uh, If you like the show Go leave a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts It really does help I think you can subscribe on Spotify And all of those other outlets But Apple Podcasts uh, it really helps my my chart ratings, and um, I just really appreciate it. Hey guys, and also, you know, if you don't if you don't like this show, reach out to me. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Twitter at Ryan Bailey twenty five, and my personal Instagram is at Ryan Bailey twenty five as well. Uh, but yeah, if you don't like something on the show, reach out to me. I'd rather have a dialogue than just. You know, you don't have to be nasty, you know, on a comment online, but I'd, I'd love to have a dialogue and see where you're coming from if you disagree with something I say. So, um, but on to bigger, better, and brighter things. Oh, also, one, well, we have a Patreon for the show. Uh, I just released the third episode this past week. So bad at uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. The fourth episode will be coming out. Uh, this Monday, and it'll be with Megan O'Donnell from Bravo Happy Hour. You've heard Megan many times on this show, and she's just one of my favorites. Uh, a true kindred spirit, so I'm very excited to do that with her. And um, I don't do a really hard sell on the Patreon because I know it's a hard time. So if you ever, once once we get back to normal, if you ever have a few bucks that's burning a hole in your pocket and you want some more content from my voice, it's going to be there for you guys. So, um Yeah. Anyways, love you. Let's get to the show. Um, Also, whoa, this song, right? Sexy is the first, okay, sexy is the first, second, and third word that come to mind when I hear One More Time by Sheena Shea, you know? Now, I've never never had sex yet uh, or made love, but if I were ever to do any of those beautiful acts, I think what I would do is I would put on this song, and I would just be like... Let's make love, you know, to anybody, like to anybody. I I think I would say that. But you know what? (laughs) You know what? We need to break down what these lyrics are, because guess what, guys? It's also Sheena Shea's birthday. She did it. Yay. I think she's 36 or something. She froze her eggs this past year. So that's huge. She's got a hit single, this new single. This next year is Sheena Shea's oyster. Um, We love her so much. So put some good energy out in the air for – for Sheena today. Uh, and also for my pal Mallory, uh Mallory Wilkinson from Real House Pins OC. She um she is awesome. She's actually the one that helped me get that interview with Charlie that I have next week. And she's just one of my besties. You should go check out her store. She has like all these stickers and magnets and buttons and just all this cool stuff. So happy birthday to you both. I both I view Sheena and Mallory very equally, but Mallory hasn't written a song like Sheena has. Sheena, one more time. Here we go. Let's get into this. Okay. The first lyric says, I can't lie. It says, I can't lie. And that's who, that's who we know we're dealing with immediately is somebody that stands up for the truth and justice and the American way. She is like, I can't lie. I'm not built that way. Other girls, they lie. Guess what? Sheena Shea, doesn't lie. So that's already, you're like, damn, can I even be with somebody like this who is just so righteous and so pure? And then the next line, this is just going to blow your mind away. It says, saw your picture on my timeline. And I don't like this. I was like, what does this mean? And what I think it means is what I'm sure it means is that she's a time traveler and how she views her life is that she sees her life as a uh you know like she she can see the future and stuff like that and it's like a timeline so she can like hop back and forth she's like a time traveler if you will like but like um i don't know it's those people you know those people that can jump back and forth through their lives i think that's what she's saying she is which is just so she's somebody that can't lie and also somebody that can time travel so it's just it's incredible what she is and it's It's a slow, slinky jam, so she's really saying this very slow, so she really believes in all of it, so I believe her, and she says, I can't deny boy you're my my kryptonite and this is what's scary because then this sets up the villain of the piece because if you guys know kryptonite is the thing that hurts superman superman will always like you know all the bad guys will be like you know cuz superman's like invincible unless you have a piece of kryptonite and then he's like a big pussy and he just like falls down which is just so weird you can't just like have like it's just so dumb like it's like okay so We just got to get kryptonite and then we're good. Like then we'll be able to kill – it's such – I don't like it. But anyways, whoever this guy she's talking about, it's her kryptonite. It's what makes her die. So maybe she's – what I'm thinking is she's hopping around different timelines and she's trying to escape this guy that's trying to get her with kryptonite. That's what I think it definitely means. And then she goes, one more, one more, one more time. And I think each one of those one more, one more, one more time is her skipping around to different points in her life. She's like, one more. And then she goes back to, like, 1976. One more. She goes to 1983. One more. 2002. Like, that's that's how good she is at, like, just time hopping. And then she goes, I just need more time just to feel you. Yeah. And see, this fits right into what I'm saying. She has like these mystical powers and she can feel the presence of danger. And that's what she's like. I just need to feel you like feel. I just need one more. I just need more time just to feel you because her powers are weakening as she gets older. It's like what she was talking about this year with her eggs. Like she needed to get her egg retrieval done, you know, because her eggs were getting weaker. And I think that's what she means just with her powers in this song. And then she goes, one last, one last, one last time, skipping around to the future, back and forth, your body next to mine. And this is what I think what she means is she means she's trying to, like, get immune to this guy, this, her enemy. She's trying to get immune to him. So she's like, I need to try to, like, not die every time I see this guy. So she's like, if I could just lay down next to him and get used to it, like, just kind of – it's like – it's like I didn't like, um, I was a miracle whip man myself. I hate mayonnaise. But then sometimes what I do, I started like using a little mayonnaise and maybe like a tuna salad or something like that. And I started getting used to the taste, you know, but just a little, not a lot. I didn't smother it on. And now I can eat. Either, like I'm, I'm, I could be Miracle Whip, which has always been my favorite, or I can do mayonnaise, and it's it's no thing, you know, it's no thing. Like if somebody's like, "Well, we just have mayo," I'm mayonnaise. I'm like, "Well, great, I'll ha- I'll have mayonnaise." And I think that's what she's saying here. And then she goes, "You got me to where I can't get enough. No need for your lovin'?" Question mark. You got me where I can't get enough. No. And also, my my friends Rebecca and Emily helped me uh, break down these lyrics, but. There are some question marks so there are there might be some lyrics left out because Sheena has not posted these cryptic lyrics online yet. You got me to where I can't get enough, no need for your lovin'. See, I think whoever she's up against this guy, he's a mystical force master himself and no need for your lovin'. I think she's accepted that like they're enemies, there's never going to be love. There might be respect. Like, you know, those people in your life where you're like, I don't like you, but I respect you. And maybe that's it's a very – in fact, this song should be optioned for a movie. I'm seeing like kind of a Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's like this girl with mystical powers and this guy with mystical – it's just – it's it's crazy. And then it goes, boy, do you want me so we can fuck? Whoa, wait a sec. And then it says, we can fuck, we can Fuck. Okay, you guys, I feel like an idiot. I might have been wrong this entire... Oh, wait, okay, this is a song about fucking. Okay, 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 I was... Now I feel like a huge idiot. This song is actually just about fucking, because it says, boy, do you want me so we can fuck, we can fuck, we can fuck. Okay, okay. So this is the the only time I've been wrong on a song. Turns out this song is just about hardcore effing. Uh, Oh, okay, now it makes sense. I need a post without a mention. Give me good dick, but no affection. Yeah, yeah. I am red-faced right now. I really stuck my hand in the cookie jar here and got caught. Give me good dick with no... Okay, she's just wanting dick. That's okay. Uh, The next lyric, you already know what I'm missing, so come on here, give me my fixin'. Sheena's such a pervert. Oh, my God. So come get here, my fixin'. Okay, fixin' actually is, I guess, his dickin'. His little dickin', his nubbin' thing. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't stop, baby. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my parents listen to this. This is not me, Mom. This is Sheena, I swear. Keep it right there, (laughs) So that's – I think what she means is she wants this guy to keep um, – if the kids are in the car, let's get the kids out and then just drive away and listen to this. She's saying – I think she's saying she wants his penis to be kept right there because it's like the right spot. Don't stop, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, she's very talkative during sex. I'm noticing this. I just need it one more time just to get you off my mind. So so I guess – so obviously this means she just wants sex from this guy one more time. Uh, I like my version better where she's a time traveler, but okay. Uh, then she goes, I can't lie. Saw your picture on my timeline. Oh, see, now I'm thinking that might just be like Facebook or Twitter or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, guy, you got me to where I can't get enough. No need for your love, and Just get it up. Okay. So she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't need like the love or the, the, the kissy face, you know, Hallmark cards. She just wants the dick, the, the dick. The D, the old D, as they call it. Uh, Boy, do you want me? So we can fuck. We can. Oh, wait. She goes. No need for your love, and just get it up. So so obviously, uh, also this person has um, erectile dysfunction issues. Just get it up. So she. I hope she's not yelling at this guy. Like, just get it up, dude. Come on. Sheena needs her medicine. Come on. Sheena needs her thermometer. Oh, my God. And then the last lyrics of the song are, Boy, do you want me so we can fuck, we can fuck, we can fuck. Well, okay. Well, this will not be a PG-rated podcast. Happy birthday, Sheena, you pervert, you filthy little... Also, do you guys get ever the feeling that Sheena might still be a virgin? Because I feel like she talks about sex so much that there's a real there's a real strong possibility that she is completely a virgin. I just I just have this slight, slight feeling that she might be a virgin, and that's why she's talking about sex all the time. Hey, but we went through that together. And also, this is song by the way, could you imagine? Okay, you guys, this is a dare to all the listeners out there. If you have husbands, you have boyfriends, you have girlfriends, whoever's listening. This song is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I bet I implore you. When you guys have sexy time this weekend or in the next week, if, you, if you're if you kind of the couple that plays music, please, I beg of you, please put this song on. And don't say anything. Don't say, I'm putting Sheena's song on. See what happens. And then please write to me at sobaditsgoodwithryanbailey at gmail.com. I want to know if it made it sexier time or if you're guy, girl, it was like, what the fuck is this? So please do that for me. That was Sheena Shea. Wow, he really broke down those lyrics. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, You guys, we're going to go right into our first interview. Um, Also, we have a Best of Bravo. We have like Bailey on Bravo. We have a Bailey on Bravo news segment that's going to happen on later in the show. Remember, you guys, timestamps. Timestamps are your friend. These are long podcasts, so skip around because I know they're long for you guys. I know. This is... A marathon, but skip around to the segments you like. We're going to do a Vanderpump Rules recap later. That might interest you. This is about Real Housewives of New York coming up. So just skip around. Uh, you guys, this is Chrissy Malazzo. Uh, I'll put her um, her Twitter info up on the, uh, the description because she's just super funny. I met her through Laura Marie Shanehalls at a Vanderpump Rules screening, and I was always a big fan of her Twitter and also her on Sexy Unique podcast. She's always so fun. Also, I'm going to punch Skype in the dick if I ever see Skype because Skype had some real bad sound issues this week. So sometimes you'll hear where we'll go like, Chrisy you there? Ryan, you froze. Ryan, hello? So please bear with those things, guys. It only lasts a second or two. I know it's annoying, but um, it turns out I guess everybody's using their internet while in quarantine, so it's really throttling internet speed. So please bear with that. I try not to have that happen, but sometimes I'm not in control of that. So just wanted to give you a fair warning that I am aware. I love you guys. Here is Chrissy Malazzo. Um Ooh. okay <laughs> okay you guys. So uh today we have Chrissy Malazzo. You might know her from her Twitter feed which is insanely good. You might know her from Sexy Unique podcast. Um uh this week she was on Sexy Unique podcast. So whatever you're doing, go stop and listen to that first. Energy. You know, but <laughs> I was really upset to know that that was your first quarantine podcast. I was hoping to be the first quarantine yeah. podcast. It was a huge get You asked
3: all. me first and then <laughs> Laura asked me the day of. <laughs> Laura uh, texted me and was like, do you want to do my podcast today? And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I got, so.
1: I got I got, really upset by your conversation, though. Not on your part, but Laura needs to be stopped about, like, the Carl stuff. Like, she said Jax was attractive. <laughs> this. She said she would sleep with Jax this season, and she said, like, fantasizing about being Carl's girlfriend next season on Summer House, which is just shocking to me. Yeah,
3: I think being quarantined is really doing something to people. Um, I would like I would not I'd like to believe that I would never sleep with Carl because he really like I said, like there's just for me, he's just so uncanny in so many different ways that it's not right. But I think that I would sleep with this season jacks or an early season jacks and in in like a different timeline of my life you know what i mean like a
1: sliding doors timeline or like are you still chrissy or are you chrissy are you chrissy that that grew up differently like you had different values or like no
3: i think i'm still me but it's just like i'm single and um somehow my (laughs) life has gone such (laughs) that I'm, i'm ingratiated into the vanderpump rules cast
1: what if we did a whole hour on like the future, like what Chrissy might have done in the past? Like um,
3: the Black Mirror episode of my life that gets me to the point of Jax.
1: 30 minutes in, you're sobbing. Um, like, would you would you pursue a is there any timeline of Chrissy that would have slept with Jax or Carl and then tried to pursue a heavy relationship with either of them?
3: I think yeah, just because like I see my life as such a rich tapestry of like weird things that I definitely think there's there are worlds in which those things would have happened, and also like in it just it's really like an age thing and when you meet these people because if I had met them when I was like twenty three, it's like all bets are off. I was just an idiot making poor choices every single
1: moment. <laughs> so, so like wait, wait. that's so it's like they say how like. Different- how books find you at a certain time. So it's kind of like yeah. that. Like, like if I had found Jax at a certain time, it would have been yeah. our time. Okay. That's, that's all you wanted to yeah. really, um, uh, just
3: really if qu- I had found Jax when I first moved to LA and there wasn't a Vanderpump rules, and he was just a person who was who he was, I would have definitely tried to date him. Because every single person I slept with when I first moved to L.A., I was, like, in complete denial. Like, to other people, I was, like, I'm just casually hanging out and, like, trying to hook up. And I just moved to L.A. and I don't really care. And then, like, privately – and probably everyone knew, but, like, privately I was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, to every single loser I
2: met.
1: Wait, so, what, about, what, about, yeah. what, what about Peter? Would Peter have – what would be the line that you wouldn't have crossed even back then? Like, would Peter with his long That's hair and his tight shirts? Guillermo, uh, one of the line, line cooks?
3: It really depends on the degree to which they rejected me. Because oh. if someone was nice to me and pursued something – I think I wouldn't have really known what to do with myself. <laughs> and I probably and if they were like kind of dorky, then I probably would have broken it off. But if like if I hooked up with a guy like Peter and then he didn't uh, reciprocate, I think there's definitely a 50 percent or greater chance <laughs> that I would have tried to.
1: Well, this show's all about statistics. Yes, so that's amazing. I was, yeah. a, I
3: was really I was in like a doughty, uh state <laughs> at that point in my life. Do you
1: think you know? Doty's out of her Doty state? Do you, or do you think she's always going to be in no. a Doty state? Like, do you think, I mean, and I know we're going to talk about New York, but I just, I got, I mean, it's Tuesday night and it's like four no. o'clock and I know Vanderpump airs, <laughs> airs tonight. And it's like, no, oh, wow, yeah. every Tuesday now, I just like, I feel like there's like a homework assignment ahead of me. Like I just, <laughs> I'm so, yeah. I'm so scared. I was, I was texting with Laura earlier and I said, you know what? It's just like, at this point, I wish I was rich enough to like burn my TV on the season finale in like a political protest, <laughs> like because it just seems so like what you just said about Jackson. Yeah. Like I would I would pay if I was rich, I would also pay money to fan fiction Pump rules, like like direct them my in God, actual yeah. scenes like I would want to see. Like, That's
3: what Elon Musk should be doing. That's yeah, what someone needs to access Grimes and get her to. 'Cause he seems like he's very pliable and fucking weird and like a loser and <laughs> like <laughs> is just going nuts on Twitter every day and I think he may might be able to be moved to <laughs> Could you Grimes got super into Vanderpump roles?
1: I mean that's I mean that seems to be the key is Grimes at this point but I don't care about space. Yeah. Like I'm good with not ever right. going to space and then today he announced oh, Today did you see that in, in in conjunction with Elon Musk Tom Cruise right. is going to film a movie in space which is just like that Right. Yeah. That feels too like very I like I hope he gets left there. No, he wants to because I think that's where he thinks Zenu Zenu is. Good. You know? Yeah,
3: he should definitely stay there i mean i would be devastated to <laughs> if, like if space were turned out to be livable somehow and then tom cruise was like the first guy and then like <laughs> basically the moon or wherever mars would just be like the scientology satellite and or planet
1: yeah what if you got to um, space and then tom cruise was the first one to like to greet you with his hey chrissy yeah and he was like all like performative I think would
3: feel right for you and i because it sounds like you're like me and that like other people are really curious about space and stuff, and I could totally live without it. Yeah, like, I-, I could I- just like really know nothing and just feel like we're just on this planet. You can't really – this is my scientific analysis. You can't <laughs> do anything about what's going to happen in space. I think maybe the only useful thing about space is that I think maybe they're able to do things like – um.
1: <laughs> no, no, please. Wow. No, no. Hey, <laughs> yeah. go go there. I'm trying to go figure there. out
3: how to go down this path. They're able to do things with like asteroids, like <laughs> maybe like blow them up or do things to like make them not hit Earth. Someone, this is like if you've ever seen that video are of Arma- Are you talking about talking Armageddon? About-
1: You're, you just did the plot line of <laughs> Armageddon. Have you ever seen?
3: there's this video where ASAP Rocky is visiting like Harvard or Yale and he's like saying completely untrue things about like, I forget who, but I think he says something to the like effect of like Galileo was on acid. Yeah. Check that shit out. Look that shit up. Somebody pull that shit (laughs) up. And that's me right now being like, just recapping Armageddon. But yeah, like I think if I were to wake up on in space and then Tom Cruise were there, I'd be like, this is exactly how I imagined this. Just like awful tedious (laughs) Tedious <laughs> and insane, um, but well, perfect. to answer your question about Jody, just to circle back <laughs> before we leave this permanently, I just want to say that I hope she never. Like, I want her to be happy for her, um, because I sincerely like I feel a true affection for her, and she's given me so much, and I want her to experience happiness. But then also, like, she's one of the only people left on the show, like, delivering any sort of personality disorder in a real way and being, like, honest. And in that way, vulnerable. And so I hope she doesn't change. And it doesn't exactly look like she has because I've seen in quarantine she's been uh, courting, like, the Daily Mail and shit with her yeah. new boyfriend. What? And so I'm like, oh, you're you're not okay with ever not being part of this toxic cycle
1: <laughs> no i think at this point like it's just like game game over i can't uh i can't yeah. believe i just i just get so sad it's like i always say on the podcast it's like that madonna song uh this used to be my playground where it's like a home that i used to have <laughs> that i just i feel like it's like i don't even recognize my home anymore and like i think that i know and in quarantine i think that even hits harder because it's like if you guys yeah. knew you were like on this run of like really soulless souls maybe like hold it until after we're back to normal so i can emotionally handle yeah. it. yeah um what do you yeah. think of real housewives of new york though because love it yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's really giving me everything vanderpump rules isn't i've really been like marveling i think this past episode was the first episode this season that i was like this one was kind of not too much happened i felt very like sort of teased by the ideas of drama I'm almost like they do so much in one episode. Usually there's so much conflict that like it's they, then they all get sort of resolved, pseudo resolved at least so quickly that I'm like, guys, slow it down, pace it out, like hold a grudge. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but I'm, I love them. I mean, I just think that they have a completely different attitude about, everything that the Vanderpump Rules cast needs to really take a page from. Well,
1: again, I don't want to say camaraderie because a lot of these girls don't like each other on New York still, but there's a there's such a team mentality of what they're doing, and I don't even think they realize what they're doing, but like I was was talking about this last week, just the rhythm and the flow, and I hate to compare it to theater, but to me, it very much is theater with them (laughs) talking over each other at the right times, and there's like this beautiful this is when I'm watching these shows too much there's like a beautiful melody to it where (laughs) you can really go back and watch it a second time and be like, oh my god, I missed that, that's a really cool moment, and Vanderpump Rules Yeah. just in comparison this season has nothing on that it's just very like here's a setup piece this is where Stasi gets married yeah. this is where jackson britney get married this is like i didn't and i also i will i will go to mars or wherever elon lets me go to if they i don't want to watch any of them have kids i do not need to i didn't sign up yeah. to watch bartenders no, no, have no, no. kids like that's just not ever well, what i want to do
3: i'll watch a divorce like i have oh, full confidence yes. in a lot of them getting divorces or getting close to that point. And so like, but I almost, that's why I feel like I'm like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe you're insulting my intelligence with this. Clearly I'm a genius as a viewer of this program. And then like, you're giving me all of these gimmicks and setups and stuff. And it gives you the sense, like last week I realized that Real Housewives of New New York, whether or not this is true, I, as a viewer feel like they would be going about the exactly as it was without me watching it if it if it wasn't on TV. Like, I think it would all be happening in a very similar fashion. And with Vanderpump Rules, it feels like, like Laura said on the episode we did, that Lisa's house is made of foam and everything is a set piece and everything is so fake. And I'm not watching the lives that they actually live. Yeah. And I know these people have conflict with each other because there's mental illness and there's ego and history. And I'm like... It's just so fucked that I'm supporting this program that's delivering on zero of its promises. (laughs) So I really feel like New York does that, that like organic thing that you're talking about of like, yeah, like they're doing, they're living as they would be living and I'm getting to see it. And I appreciate that, like, Dorinda's, like, psychotic and is, like, deranged about Tinsley's wealth and, like, (laughs) and her relationships and stuff. You know what I mean? Because I think she would be doing that anyways. I don't think it's a show thing. I think she's just insane.
1: Well, what I love, too, about Dorinda, especially with the Tinsley thing, is that Dorinda is so against Tinsley right now that she can't even hear what is being told. Like, she can't accept that Tinsley comes from money. She can't accept, like, so I love watching somebody – take somebody in but not listen to them at all. So the you know just yeah. Tinsley is just a symbol in Dorinda's like mind right now. It's just like an enemy to Dorinda and I love that because that shows yeah. like I keep saying Dorinda's going to have a really bad season. I feel they keep kind of like mm-hmm. Like and she did you notice how like the past couple episodes she's really defended Luann's drinking like, oh, she didn't really have a problem. She's great. She's great because (laughs) I have a feeling Dorinda is going to run into that same problem and she's looking for backup from Luann eventually.
3: For sure. And that's the whole thing with Luann that I, I honestly I think that Luann has just as much as if not less than a drinking problem of everyone else on the cast. And so I think she's always been, that's what their whole conflict was like last season was that Luann was looking at Dorinda, like, how can you tell me about drinking? And that was like the sub subtext of it. Also, I have like a separate thing that probably I guess is like getting us into the episode, but just generally, do you think that there's a, because I've been racking my mind about like why Tinsley just doesn't say directly, I am an heiress. I have a trust fund. Like, what are you talking about? Do you think maybe legally she's, like, not really allowed to talk about it on the show? Because that came to me and I felt like a genius. (laughs)
2: But I was like, there's
3: got to be some reason because Andy doesn't say it. Like, nobody – like, Andy has said things like, you're independently wealthy, but, like, I don't think – there was ever, like, or like, there's family money, but I feel like they're not allowed to say trust funds. Well,
1: <laughs> like, maybe, I, don't but I think it. maybe it's like also a Dale thing where her mom, Dale, is yeah. like, hey, you can do these shows, but you will not be bringing up this, this, and this, which actually doesn't make that much sense yeah. either because when High Society was was a thing. I felt like their money was talking. It was about. like my trust
3: fund, my trust fund. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, maybe they- that made people mad. Cause I know, like, I don't understand how trusts work because I, don't, I unfortunately yeah, don't t- have one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or really know <laughs> anyone who does, but it's my understanding that some of them have like boards and like, they vote on your decisions oh. and stuff. Cause it's like such a large sum of money that like, until you're certain, there are like things built in for you to like get your salary or like to if you want to make a big withdrawal you have to like have it voted on or anything if anyone if any listeners if any readers <laughs>
1: <laughs> if any of you guys are like really hooked up money-wise if you reach out one. to so yeah. bad good with ryan bailey at gmail.com that's great but don't you think they probably then laugh at tinsley oh if they're like i bet billionaires laugh at things like that oh that's cute she wants to do a little show okay right she's in the arts okay yeah. i got it um, uh, I don't know.
3: Her family seems like they definitely like owned slaves and stuff. So I feel like oh, without, without, broad, without they probably doubt. don't want to bring it, have it brought up.
1: <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, do you think, okay, what is your opinion of my future wife, Leah McSweeney? Um, I
3: love her. I
1: see. I love her so much. And a very, in I mean, like, the whole all like
3: alt right thing at this point, it's like, we're, we're, I think we're far enough into, We're far enough past 2016 that it kind of at this point is like that like the Democrats are so fucked that I think she's finally in a place of like I think if she were on TV in 2016, she would have gotten her ass handed to her. Like maybe she wouldn't have cared, but she would have been just like so dragged and I would have been like, yeah, I hate her like blah, 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 blah. But now, years later, I'm just kind of like, you're the perfect addition to this show. She
1: really does seem <laughs> right. like a perfect addition. And it has been so, yeah. I mean, the listeners are tired of me talking about it because it's just been so long since my heart has felt something like this because it's <laughs> it's so hard to let new people into your lives on TV shows. And yeah. like from the get go in that boxing scene immediately with Tinsley, I was like, who is this up and comer? It's like, this is what I feel like sports fans feel like when they see like yeah. a rookie just have a great rookie year. Do you? think i mean what scares me is though like you notice how all these housewives usually then have like a second really like the second season is like when their really like horrible side comes out and i'm already scared Mm -hmm. for her second season i know that's looking ahead but
2: well
3: i i like want to hate her you know what i mean like i want to hate all of them at some point if they're like doing it right like bethany's had bad seasons and like i feel like she's bringing like the la la energy into the show where it's like this invigorating like I think maybe all the girls will sort of unite against her at one point, even Tinsley and stuff. And I'm, I just am here for it.
1: So we both love Leah. My next question is, and I I think I already know the answer. You've never been a trophy wife, correct?
3: Like I've never been married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It could be the only argument to be made, which I feel comfortable saying this because we're friends would be that if if there were real housewives of podcasters when I was dating Brandon, then perhaps, <laughs> but this was before um, either of us had any money. And so it just doesn't, it does now. Um, I think my, me and my boyfriend currently are like equal, so. but I would, I would have no problem being a trophy wife if I met the right rich person.
1: Um, okay. You can hear me. All it right. could
3: be my fault. I mean, me and Laura did OK, but my my Wi-Fi is usually like really bad.
1: No, I love so I mean, that's fine. I love the <laughs> I love the state of Zoom and Skype over these times is just like insane. Yeah, it's so frustrating. It's really bad. Um, uh, so, yeah. So we're at New York Fashion Week. We, we start off the episode of New York Fashion Week with Sonia and it. It is fascinating. I don't know a lot about fashion wear, but Sonia says she started in 2014, debuted in 2015, and now she's at 2019 Fashion Week, which seems like a huge gap in there of four years.
3: Also, from what I understand, Sonia's – I've seen people point out that Sonia's fashion line is just like she buys things from like China and it's like drop shipping. So it's like very and this is mentioned I think by Dorinda or someone else on the show, but it's just like not her there she doesn't design anything.
1: No, um, no. It's it's ready to wear. Which is very
3: confusing.
1: Yeah, but that is it Yeah. Can I do that? Can I buy stuff from China on Amazon and then put like my can I can I make a clothing line like that? Is that I mean I'm asking your permission, I guess. I
3: guess one time I bought um, you're allowed. Thank- from me. One time I bought like what I thought was like really awesome and affordable lingerie from Instagram, which is like <laughs> get a grip. That sentence alone is like a 5150, but like um when I got it, it was very super clearly like cheapest shit. And then so I just took like the items that I had gotten. I Googled, like it was like a black like bodysuit, and I Googled like cheap black bodysuit lingerie. And the first thing that came up was like something $5 from China It was the exact same thing I was holding. And it was like, and so I was like, Oh, okay, like, I see how this works. So I think that's exactly what
1: Sonia does. I was once on Instagram. And I usually pride myself for like, not paying attention to the ads. But I had a couple drinks. And like, I, (laughs) I got presented with uh, an ad that they were, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. They were selling white claw t shirts for $5. And I was like, "I was like that would be funny." Like I'm such an idiot. I thought that would be like a fun shirt for me. (laughs) We're not, guys. We're obviously talking this past year. Like I was like that would be a fun shirt to wear out. And then I was like, "Yeah, I'll put my credit card information in here." And it was like nine dollars, and I still do not have a white. I mean. I, I they didn't. You, you got your
3: identity stolen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why my whole life is ruined. My family—they're after all of us. Yeah. No, but like it just like those Instagram ads. You just always think you're better than that, and then one time they get you. It's like Scientology. They get you yeah. when they're you're down on your luck, when you need something like well, that's affordable and looks cool. Even though I yeah, I don't, I don't even think white claw looks. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't have it's hard when you're,
3: it's hard when you're not in your right mind on Instagram. I recently almost, I was like tempted by I've never worn fake eyelashes in my life. And then I saw an ad for it's like magnetic eyeliner. And then you put the eyelashes on like a magnet. And I was like, about to get it, and then I had like a moment of like coming to, and I was like, "What?
2: That's called. Growing
1: Where up? am I? What That's am I? Up. Wow, that is great! What a growing up moment. It was big growth.
3: Um, yeah, it was growth from that lingerie when I bought Sonia by Sonia Morgan lingerie I, I from just, China by
1: accident. I love that you're like, this isn't erotic. What is an erotic whats this? This isn't <laughs> yeah. sexy. Um. So the big the big thing about this episode is that in this sex scene. We have a Tinsley-Dale scene. Tinsley and Dale, like, (laughs) they just mean so much to me. I think they are, like, right up there with, like, Abbott and Costello and some of, like, the great comedic teams of any century. Um, You know, just from high society to every episode they've ever done on this show. I was just, I was so happy to see her in any capacity.
3: She's incredible.
1: Yeah, like, I would, (laughs) I would, I would dig, I would love so much to have her, like I would, I would watch a Dale spinoff.
3: Oh, same. I wish they would have put her on. Like, I'm glad we got Leah, but I know a lot of you guys have said before she would make an amazing addition, and we've never had a mother daughter team on the show. Um, and she's such a stage mom, like with Tinsley on the show. And then this episode was great because we got to see her double momaging, and she was like coaching her walk and stuff. And it's like they really have this like weird John Bonet cosplay situation yeah, happening like, where he's like, like a 40 something year old woman. And then Dale's like a little, a little <laughs> higher, sweetie. And I'm also like, how the fuck old is Dale? But she looks amazing.
1: Dale looks better than she did on high society. And like yeah. uh, in my head, I I don't know if you were f- ever familiar with Rock of Love, the Brett Michaels dating show. Oh yeah, but like I would yeah. love like a Dale of Love, like a you know <laughs> I would I would happily watch older people date. Like I don't I don't need it to be young and sexy. I would like to see how older people date. You know? Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, I would yeah, love got it. um like every every single like billionaire in the world like a dating show with like all the single billionaires to date Dale. Oh, my God. And whatever her – wherever her money and land like,
1: lie. Like, do you ever wonder about like I – mean, I mean I don't want to be graphic but like how far do you think Dale goes on a first date? Is it like kiss? Is it like a I don't handshake? think there's
3: any sex. I think there's either no sex or it's like violent sex maybe. <laughs>
1: By the way –
3: Dale like, is like <laughs> –
1: we go back and look at past episodes and there's, like, obvious scratch marks on every scene on her neck, you
3: know? <laughs> Looks like somebody's been choking
1: her in each scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, Dale has a dungeon. She has her Fifty Shades of Grey red room. She's secretly the author of of Fifty Shades.
1: That would track for me. Oh, my God. That would track um, a lot. That's okay. That's well, that's way better than being the author of Twilight. Like, I read all those like yeah. shitty books, and like the Twilight one was just uh, it's like they're written by Shades fifth graders. Is,
3: it's literally Twilight fan fiction. You know that, right?
1: No, no. I'm, I'm yeah, really.
3: Oh, uh, well, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fifty Shades was like originally written as, um, like BDSM Twilight fanfic, and it was like so popular that I believe that's how the publishing deal was hatched in the first place was they were like, there's really something here. Um, and then just sort of like changed it to not be a vampire and stuff.
1: No, no, I watched. I, I well, no. I read all of those books because my my ex at the time loved it, so I wanted to see what she was like. Fu- <laughs> she was like fussing about, and then like the, it was like it was like whatever. And then the last book, they have this daughter, and they name her Renesme, which is literally yes. combining two names together to make the yes. worst name ever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are writing from a third grade level. That's like an idea I would have from third grade. Like, oh, if you put Harry and Randy together, you'd be Handy. Like, like. <laughs> It makes That's a better no name sense. than Renesmee. Renesmee, like, it's like, it's the ugliest name ever. Like, wouldn't you want, like... Justice sh- for
3: Renesmee. <laughs> it's also in the, the movies are... I will stand by the movies forever because they're so... They're definitely so bad. It's good. Yeah, I mean... The, and I love them so much. I love when the, like, CGI baby is, like, aging. Yes. In flash forward. It's, like, so... Oh, the best I used those always used to come out on my my birthday is November 19th. And they would always come out around then because it was like near Thanksgiving. And me and my friend in college would always get super fucking high or drunk and go see them.
1: <laughs> well, I, I
3: miss them. My
1: ex loved those that book series and those movies so much. And she got tickets to like the second one's premiere. And I was like, OK. And then I went to it. And then afterwards, I just remember. The only thing I could find fascinating was Larry David was there with his daughter, and I just followed her. Oh,
2: with Kazzy?
1: Yeah, and I just followed Larry (laughs) David around because it was Larry David. and You know, it was like, I was like, oh my god, Larry David's here at Twilight, because I was just, I was like hiding the fact that I was there, and I was like, wow. This
3: is like annoyingly name-droppy, but I'm friends with Kazzy through, my friend is her writing partner, and I have to text her and tell her she's been exposed.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm sure she wouldn't it be great if she just has totally blocked that out and it's like a repressed memory and she has no It probably
3: cool? is. It's probably repressed for both of them. Yeah. I mean, because one time we tried to get him to watch Euphoria and he wouldn't do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually, I would watch a live stream of Larry David watching Euphoria. Like, if you had Larry David do a yeah. Euphoria podcast, I would love that. Um, okay. So
3: we were like begging, but.
1: Tinsley and Dale. I don't think it happened. <laughs> uh, Tinsley and Dale. So, this excitement is palpable that Tinsley is walking in a show. And I'm not like a model or like anything like that. So, I don't know the excitement of that. But what's so funny is that they really seem to like push this narrative that she is back. She's back, baby. She is like strong. <laughs> Like she's everybody's just like, oh, my God, like she's got it again. Like she's got the magic. And Dale looks at her in the dress and she's like, you know, you're back to normal. You're back to the old Tinsley. And like that, (laughs) that like I didn't know we were dealing with an old new Tinsley thing. I just always thought it was Tinsley. I didn't realize she had lost her spark.
3: I know they act like Tinsley has been like homeless on meth for like the past couple of years yes. and she's just made a recovery. It's so weird. Also like Garo Sparrow is my boyfriend was like, that sounds like a, a Pokemon. And I guess I'm like uncultured, but I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And she looks like she's wearing like, um, like a sweet 16 dress. Yeah. It's very weird.
1: It's very, like, it's a- anime. It's super bizarre. It's, like, anime mixed with, like, Charlotte Roos mixed with uh, Claire's Boutique. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know fashion that well, but they make her wear, like, Reebok's tennis shoes. And Tinsley does yeah. not know how to walk in in those shoes. And that's a big thing. Um,
3: it's a very weird early 2000s redux moment where it's, like, everything suddenly is 2003 and, like, Kesha's front row. <laughs>
1: like I like every, your beard, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think maybe that's like what the vibe was of everyone being like, you're back is like, we're supposed to understand what's going on. But it really, to me, Tinsley being back would be like her getting arrested and like dating yeah. G-Eazy or
1: something. <laughs> hey, by the way, could you imagine if she went from Scott, the coupon king, to g Easy?
3: Iconic. That would be amazing. I would love that. I would love G-Eazy to... Be inspired by Tinsley, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's and he's like he's like I gotta classen up my act, and he starts wearing yeah. like sports jackets and things. <laughs> he's wearing seersucker. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, g, g classy. Sorry, okay, I'm sorry. Um, uh, So, Luann is meeting. <laughs> Luann is meeting up with so her her showrunner to debut to talk about her new show Mary F Kill because she always gets asked that name at her live shows.
2: So
3: weird. I don't understand. I think Luann doesn't know what a podcast is. Yeah. And I think she's getting into podcasting.
1: Yeah, there's something. (laughs) It's 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 funny because I don't I think she thinks eventually she's going to sell out stadiums. Like I feel like she (laughs) I feel like she because by the way, I did go see her at the Wiltern like literally a year ago. And I was shocked that it sold out. Like I was I, I was beyond shocked because I just I was like, there's no but but then I, it was all people like us that were there to kind of just laugh with each other. So people were directly having full conversations over her songs like they weren't enraptured, you know?
3: Yeah, it's hard to imagine um, the world in which like Luann has an entire show. Based, like would I, I don't understand how who would buy tickets I guess it probably would be like me would buy tickets for Mary fuck kill with Luann. I don't understand. Like, are there going to be different segments? Is there going to be like a fake wedding? Will there be guests? Like I need to know more about this because as of right now, it sounds like it's going to be like an hour of audience members, like being like Mary fuck. <laughs> 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 and just different but permutations. Like I don't get it.
1: But it also sounds like you're kind of a hater. You you're not a huge Luann in concert fan.
3: Um, I haven't seen. <laughs> am I back? Um, I haven't seen Luann in concert, so I don't. I don't know the vibes. This, this is know? the vibe. This I am is a the fan.
1: Vibe. She'll be like, Ramona and Dorinda are my friends. And then the band, she'll be like, I get by with a little help from my friends. Ooh, I'm going to try with. And she does like, <laughs> she'll, she'll tell a stupid story about the girls and then she'll do, go into like a Love Beatles that. rendition. And, uh, and then she'll be like, and then during the song, she'll be like, thank you. Thank you. Like she'll actually like thank people that aren't applauding her. So it's like really bizarre.
3: Love that for her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Luann is doing that. We're like, we're meeting up with all the girls. We go to Ramona's apartment and her 17-year-old deaf dog Coco is watching Ramona work on her abs because her tummy is her problem area, she says.
3: Yeah, that was a a dark moment for me, but... (laughs) we forge on (laughs) i hate seeing dogs that are like on the verge of death
1: well but did you notice a couple episodes when she was like at her hampton's house and the dog was like turned away from ramona and she's like hey hey and she like screams and i'm like you can't do that to a 17 year old dog like that dog must just be so frazzled by now you know
3: yeah that dog is probably pretty traumatized at this point
1: Hey, I mean, and by the way, I also don't, I love that dog. I don't want to ever see that dog pass away, but I mean, if we do, there will be a hell no. of a, there will be a hell of a funeral for that dog. Like I believe like Jill Zarin yeah. will come back. Bethany will come back for that. I think it would be like star stuff. That
3: could be a stadium event. Yeah.
1: That, that's, that'll sell out. They could, yeah. Would
3: that you, would be good.
1: Wouldn't it kind of be cool though, if Luann does get like fully falls off the wagon and she has like, kind of like a early, the strokes. Kind of vibe where she's just like punk rock, (laughs) where she's just like barely (laughs) completing songs. Like that would be amazing. I like it's
3: weird because I want Luann to be sober if that's like what she needs, but a large part of me doesn't believe that she needs to be sober, and I just feel like she maybe just needs like a lot of like therapy and stuff and. It has like done a lot of the work and I just don't know if like sobriety is like the best state for her but I'm very bad at like sussing these things out <laughs> I'm always I'm like Sheena I'm like yeah just have like two drinks just get a buzz like what are you doing I don't get it I always love those uh.
1: friends that you know like well like you'll ask your friends like can I do something incredibly harmful to myself because you know they'll say <laughs> yes like everybody has those friends of like hey should I like smoke a bunch of this and then like drink a bunch of this and they'll be like yeah you earned it like it's like yeah. what
3: hopefully i am not that but i would love luann to get a a punk vibe on and be <laughs> and like <laughs> absolutely losing her mind before a set yeah. i would love luann to break the guitar and like fuck groupies and stuff that would be
1: <laughs> could you could you imagine like that, like uh she has like a guy that goes out in the crowd to pick out guys for her to fuck later <laughs> It's like Luann's backstage bitches, you know? Yeah, and, and I would love that. She's like, what do you have for mommy tonight? And she's like backstage. We're kind of
3: describing Rock of Love Luann.
4: <laughs> rock every, of Luann.
1: Everything comes back to Rock of Love for me. Um, <laughs> so they're all at the Tinsley fashion show. And I love, this is where they really, the ladies are really starting to show their age this year because do you notice they're all like, like they're like, we don't get it. I mean, Tinsley loves that Disney vibe, but I just don't get it. They all seem very... Just not understanding of what the fashion being presented is, especially Sonia, because Sonia's big show is coming up. So she's like, oh, this is totally different than my show. I don't. This is not a threat to me.
3: They're all like I see zero wrap dresses and I (laughs) don't understand what's going on. It's really weird, too, because it's like this. It's probably the most chic because the dress Tinsley wore was like insane, but other stuff was like really cool. And it was definitely like the most chic show we saw them go to and i was like you guys are being fucking weird <laughs>
1: well and, i mean did you and also i i mean amanda leopore uh, uh i mean great like amazing but like the yeah. ladies like that's when the ladies freaked out which like kind right. of like i was like okay so they're like huge amanda poor fans but like the fashion not so much and then yeah
3: it was weird i don't know what happened there <laughs> i don't know if that was like an overproduced moment of like them being like say you don't understand it (laughs) like (laughs) be a boomer whatever they are but yeah it was bizarre
1: now tinsley's walk i have to say like I don't know if that's old Tinsley or new Tinsley, but I was very proud of her walk. She really didn't. Yeah. She said she knows how to walk in heels, not in Reeboks. And she really managed to, like, pull that walk off. And, like, I just couldn't do anything. Like, I would be so self-conscious walking down any sort of runway where – I mean, and she really seems – so. I mean, in that sense, I really say, like, good, good for you, Tinsley.
3: Yeah, I'm happy for her and – I remember there was – I think it was on High Society. She said that she can't – she feels gross when she walks around flat-footed and she needs to wear heels at all times, which was an unhinged thing to say. So in this moment, obviously knowing her history with having her feet on the ground, I was very proud of her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be amazing if even in like Reebok, she tried – she has like a natural lift to her back heel just to like kind of just make that – um, it was a much
3: more successful moment than Tinsley under the big top.
1: Oh, my God. See, that's another. Guys, remember the big top scene last year? And that was another where we had a Tinsley and Dale scene on top of a Tinsley Dale scene. Yeah. Egg, egg freezing scene of these are my babies. These are my. Remember that scene? <laughs> I, I yeah, this was a real triumph. Yeah. So this is so good to see these ladies together of like. We did it together mom and daughter. We have Tinsley back to we have full power Tinsley back and she Dale can, she can do anything she wants and Dale knows it and like that's got to feel good for Tinsley except later on in this next like scene when they all go out to lunch we find out uh I don't I think it is this next scene where or where we find out that they did have like a little bit of a dust up just because Dale wanted her hair curly and Tinsley did not want that. <laughs>
3: Which, again, was such a funny, like, pageant mom flourish.
1: (laughs) Yes! And by the way, that really is a problem in Tinsley's head. Like, that's, that's a real issue for Tinsley. And I love that because we saw it in the context of Leah talking about her mom not talking to her because she started drinking again and was talking about a real actual emotional scene and tinsley said oh i get that my mom wanted my hair curly and i didn't want that
3: (laughs) yeah it's like it's it's like someone having someone die and being like oh i get that like yeah like my goldfish died when i was a kid and from like it was that level of like disparity.
1: Uh, no, I just I couldn't I couldn't get enough of it. I
3: now we're okay. I'm sorry, my Woo. microphone is like demonic, and it gets like, as Laura would say, it has like a paymon <laughs> once per use, and it just like use. I don't know if this will come through on the recording because of my mic, but. You sounded like you were a demon and you were like And it was it was because of some interference with my microphone but
1: Sacrifice him for me.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna stay in this exact position for the remainder of this. Recording. By the way, but anyway,
1: Hereditary is such a great movie. But I always like I always like <laughs> I always I always think about like, wouldn't it be funny if they made a direct to like you know those old direct to video sequels they used to do yeah. that were really shitty like Hereditary Two: Payment's Revenge? But it's like it's all shitty and it's like there's real no plot line except Payment comes back and just kills a lot of people and like weird that would be set a, pieces. A
3: really great Lala Kent vehicle. Yes,
1: the like the row. Yeah, exactly. Like there's yeah. no real story. It's just like a direct to video like sequel. They should do
3: an unaff- official like (laughs) an unauthorized sequel to hereditary hereditary to la la kent
1: yeah if you can do unauthorized uh biographies can you do on like could i make a sequel to hereditary and just have it unauthorized i think you would probably be sued much
3: more easily i think like biographies fall into sort of this creative commons weird area of like Whatever you can find about a person, you can like repeat it or something like that. Again, I'm an expert on the law in addition to
1: space.
4: <laughs> so it's,
1: it's Guys, you're getting it uh, all this week. Um, wait, yeah. so John Medesian. What are your opinions on Dorinda's boyfriend, John Medesian?
3: Hate him. Hate him so much. I actually, I didn't know. Um, I'm less versed in the the Real Housewives of New York.
1: Cinem- universe cinematic than am, universe. Yeah.
3: Then I am in Jersey or Vanderpump rules. And so, cause I came to it kind of late. I only started watching last year and then just did like a marathon. But my friend Chelsea was telling me that, uh, Dorinda's husband and her supposedly inspired the plot lines of sex in the city where there's the woman who has the scarves and then her husband screams at her and is like verbally abusive. Like he's just like a yeller, and that's supposed to apparently be like inspired by Dorinda and her late husband. And I was like, wow, that's a crazy vibe. Wait, Dorinda's uh, late
1: husband, the the red balloon guy, who's like visits guess, her with the yeah. red balloon.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: By the way, so that you... that red balloon would be in my direct to video sequel of Hereditary. <laughs> that would be one of the by demons. Your,
3: that would be it. That would be the <laughs> <a laughs> melding of the two unauthorized sequels but yeah i hate this fucking guy um i think it's possible knowing that anecdote that dorinda is really bad at picking them he seems completely indifferent all the time he seems sweaty and slimy and i'm not it's not like a fat shaming moment for me he's not a nice guy well, i'd be totally fine if he was like nice and energetic but he's just
1: smarmy if you and also it, it becomes evident and it has been for a while that this guy really kind of just likes the spotlight he wants to be yeah. at these parties and ramona last episode said like i know he's giving out his number to girls and like what would you feel about that which by the way i actually have proof that he has done this to one of my friends <laughs> i do ha- I, I have oh! actual proof That he has done this. But by the way, I I think they're broken up now. So it's like a moot point or that's what they're headed towards. But he did you catch Leah when like they hugged at the fashion show and she goes, he got sweat all over me. Like, that's my fear. Like, that's that's I live in fear of just sweating on people.
3: Me too. I'm a very sweaty person. Horrible sweat. I, I will all sooner verbalize it than touch someone. I'm always telling people I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm really sweaty. Like, I don't want to hug you right now etc etc so he seems just like rude and like just oozing all over everyone and i hate him and i don't know. understand what he ever brought to the table it's really confusing
1: well that's why like it takes like that's why like if you really think about it like sometimes like i mean any straight guys out there listening like welcome i didn't know you listened but if you do <laughs> is that like is that like Guys, like if you like somebody, try. You never know who will like you back. Like, you know, like, you yeah. know, if you're a good person, who like if John is getting direct. I think Dorinda's above know. John. You never know. But oh, by the the really offshoot thing with the sweat thing. I told this story once. Is that like when I was in an improv group, you know, like those are like hor- <laughs> those are horrible to be in. They're just the worst. Real and,
3: sweaty places but, as well.
1: But we used to try to do funny things to make each other laugh, and it was when Hustler Hollywood was on Sunset Boulevard, and we thought it would be funny to go up to, like, Hustler Hollywood and, like, during the day and see what's going on, and it turns out, like, I get really nervous at, like, a porn store, like, and I just started... (laughs) I started physically just sweating through all – like the moment we got in there, my whole body just turned to water and I was like looking down. I couldn't look at anything. You got thrown out. I, well, I couldn't look at anything and I walked up to my friends and I was like, I'm so fucking sweaty right now. And then I looked up and it wasn't my friends. It was this couple <laughs> – it was this <laughs> random couple that looked horrified. Like, the girl looked like the guy had, like, she's like, You told me you would be safe here. And, like, this crazy, sweaty <laughs> and big they were guy. Like,
3: yes, and we <laughs> yeah. are scared of you.
1: <laughs> and my friend looks away from, like, five feet over, like, What are you doing? And then I just ran. I just ran outside of the Hustler <laughs> Hollywood. Um, okay, so John Medesian, horrible guy. Also,. Horrible a- guy. In terms of relationships, it's brought up in this episode that they haven't talked in two days and then all of a sudden he appears at this fashion – at Sonia's fashion show at the end out of nowhere and they just like – like you're in a relationship. Like if you don't talk to your boyfriend in two days, isn't that weird?
3: It's so, so weird and like their whole dynamic is – has always been insane. She, she tries to make it seem like a positive thing when it's like, we live separately and I'm, I'm all for that. You know what I mean? Like if you, if that's your vibe and you don't want to live together, like I love that. I think like familiarity is like death (laughs) when it comes to intimacy. And I live with my boyfriend. It's very hard to like maintain. You have to really find a good person for that. But like, they just seem I'm like, you just don't fucking like each other that much. You wow. don't have that much to say to each other. You don't like each other. This guy's lame. He's, He's a
1: not even allowed cleaner. to stay over there.
2: <laughs> like, He's not even yeah. allowed to
1: stay over at her apartment, which is just so like I'm like, it's like, I guess just people have different definitions of relationship. But like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. So um. so like kind of just to move a little bit forward is that they go to this next fashion show and Pamela Roland and it really freaks Sonya out because Sonia has her grandma glasses on and she's taking notes the whole time. (laughs) And all of a sudden she is just like really like, oh, my God. And she just looks like the fear of God has been put into her because she now thinks her fashion show just needs so much work, which is just It it does. But like I once again, I don't know the fashion world so much, but I feel like there's a lot more time put into it than the week of, you know?
3: Yeah. And I loved the whole at this show. There was a lot. There were a lot of little Easter eggs for us. We had Melissa Gorgo was there, Nikki Hilton was there. Um, loved that. I loved Sonia's ugly glasses that Ramona's just like your glasses are ugly. That's <laughs> and I loved <laughs> um I I loved all the discourse about Pamela's show and all of the trying to get close to Pamela, Ramona and all of pushing Ramona like,
1: pushing people out of the photos to get with Pamela. Yeah, she's like, oh, I, I just, I want one by myself. I just, I'll, I want one by I'll get myself. next to her
3: right now. I want one by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved I, all of the tension was really building in this for me, and then I loved um, the the conflict over the sheets. <laughs> My boyfriend pointed out that Ramona's pissed, like Tinsley. Tinsley leaves the room disgusting, by the way. Like, we flash back to it, and it's like a plate of spaghetti is like on the, like, you could just bring that to a trash can. It's like amazing how wealthy people behave. But then, um, they're talking about the sheets and Tinsley like parries back about it and is like, those are bed, bath and beyond linens.
1: So. <laughs> I love how rich people act, but like that to me was a stars. They're just like us moment because I have like food all yeah. over my bed during quarantine right now. And it's like, it just like remind yeah. but it was just, I love the thought of a rich Tinsley just like, like just, uh, gore. by the way, Tinsley seems like one of those people that probably only eats when they're wasted. And that's part of the reason why she gets wasted so yeah. she can eat, you know, huh. A hundred
3: percent. Really, she's just like living her truth. (laughs) But I love the whole, like this Pamela Roland, um, like it's almost like a, we have an intermission from fashion week in this moment, weirdly, even though it's like actual fashion week, but like we, it allows Sonia to sort of like take a step out of herself and be like, Oh, I'm fucked. (laughs) Like, and everyone else is like realizing her realization as it happens. Um, and Yeah, and then it ends with Dorinda being incredibly excited that Sonia is unprepared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, and I also loved that. Well, it reminded me also of like those moments in college where you realized you are fucked for the final exam. Yes. You're like, there's no way I can catch up. There's just no way. Yeah. Like I'm adding up the math in my head. I'm There's just no way I'm passing. Um, so but also the other then we go to this dinner, this, this lunch scene by the water, which is beautiful, I guess. And I loved them picking on Ramona for eating oysters like she's like having <laughs> (laughs) sex with the oysters (laughs) to me this is what makes the show magical of dorinda going have you ever seen ramona make love to an oyster it's disgusting and like Mm, i love that um (laughs) uh...
3: (laughs) i loved that lunch i really i
1: discovered my love for oysters
3: later in life and i really appreciate anyone who's like disgusting about I loved her sensual
1: moment. I love performatively eating anything. (laughs) Any kind of performative eating I'm all for. Um uh so jumping ahead a little bit just because I need to this is a huge thing I want to cover with you because I consider I consider you a cool person is (laughs) uh Leah is at her job doing some sort of interview about the the (laughs) business she has built and this is what I need to talk to you about. Rob, her ex walks in. Rob is her baby daddy uh, yeah. she goes, it's hard to understand our relationship cause it's so unique. We we're a married couple who doesn't have sex, blah, she blah, blah. Okay. I got so much cause I've, I've said so much about my love for Leah on the podcast and on my Instagram and I really do love her for the rest of my life. I think what are you and I, a lot of people said they were for our, our relationship and then they saw Rob and they were like, I think Rob's so hot. I'm so sorry to say that to you are you mm-hmm. are you one of those people? I have a feeling I already think you're going to love him because you're a cool person. Do you think he's super I don't
3: high? No, actually, he kind of just like rolled right off my back.
1: That's, uh, <laughs> I yes, was, like, that's perfect.
3: I didn't feel like disgusted by him or like put off by him or like, oh, I wouldn't fuck that guy. I just didn't really register him, and perfect. maybe that speaks to Leah's magnetism, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I I don't know, I just wasn't. I think I was pretty distracted by the married to the mob arc of it all. See, I was very focused on the streetwear <laughs>
1: that she Narrative was she and she she, she she invented streetwear. So she
3: invented streetwear. Yeah, she invented Supreme. See, it's funny cuz um,
1: you look at it from a fashion perspective and I look at it from like a jealous lover perspective where I was just so I saw Red when Rob came in. I was like I was like <laughs> this guy is my competition and then and then I I literally wrote a note Rob is not hot. Please ask Chrissy if Rob is hot. He is not hot. I hope she says he is not hot. And then his voice.
3: Interestingly, my boyfriend also said he was like hauntingly me and Rob are similar style wise, which again, like he just went right in my head. So I don't know what that means. But if it's if he is similar style wise to my boyfriend, it means he just wears like a plain T-shirt and pants. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't uh, I don't know what Cody was trying to say in that because it's like, if the style similarity is that there's it's a blank canvas, <laughs> very pared down, then I like,
1: I like to wear layers like I'm all about layering, yeah. to like hide myself. And like my <laughs> two of my girlfriends, I was talking about this with it and they said, like, maybe I need to I've never bought streetwear, but like maybe I should oh, buy some God. streetwear and like pose in front of a car to try to impress her, you know, like and I, I just I mean, like, I don't want to change who I am fundamentally as a person, but I am willing to go to try things, you know?
3: Yeah. Are you willing to be uh, Leah's child stepfather?
1: Well, that's a great question, Chrissy, um, because— <laughs> Because the thing is, somebody photoshopped me in Leah's bucket hat from the first episode. Remember the bucket okay. hat? And they yeah, also put How they, could I they put the they put on my shirt. I'm ready to be a stepdad, and that's a funny that's a funny thing somebody made. But yeah. then they sent it to Leah, and then I'm like, that's creepy that Leah saw I'm wearing a shirt that sure. says I'm ready yeah. to be a stepdad. A like,
3: minor I- setback, really. <laughs> I feel I consider this only a minor setback in in our okay.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so I um, mean, I'm mean i still in the game, I think. I just yeah. got to play hard to get at this point. And Rob
3: I doesn't seem like too stiff of competition.
1: Well, yeah, his voice was like, uh, I don't want you to be drinking. I don't think it's very good that you, you're doing that. <laughs> that's By the way, That's I immediately started making fun of his voice to myself in my bedroom because I was trying to do anything yeah. to make myself There'll feel You're be a defense squad.
3: Oh, They're I like, just... sweetie, you can drink around me. I don't care. <laughs> I was like,
1: you can have one or two. I don't care. Like babe. One, two,
3: three. I don't care. Babe,
1: you built up streetwear. You, you, wear the invented, cashmere sweatsuit. You invented streetwear. So, okay. So, Invent- we're, we're in agreement that Rob sucks. Okay. Perfect. And
3: sure. so, yeah.
1: we already did Dorinda and Sonia. So, now we're at Sonia's fashion show, jumping ahead. I also, the, the step and repeat is like this little tiny area. It's a, at a restaurant, the second floor of a restaurant. <laughs> And which I just – I thought was – I don't know a lot about Fashion Week, but I didn't know they were held in restaurants a lot of the times. Is that true? I didn't understand
3: the um, – the. it seemed like the Step and Repeat was in an entirely separate location. It seemed like maybe you got like an Uber code and like you like took a, an Uber, or Lyft – with using the code Sonia Yeah, for ten percent off and, and, yeah, yeah. and then you did the seven repeat and you got in an Uber and then maybe you went to like Bushwick. What well, what I and was, then went you went to
1: the show. Did you notice the step what I was fascinated about the seven repeat? Did you notice that all of a sudden, like, we have a Sonia Sangria line that I had no clue? <laughs> I I was like I, I thought we were I thought we were Sonia by Sonia Morgan and all of a sudden I see Sonia Sangria and I'm like is she just picking things with like the word s's in it so she can be like Sonia There Sangria? were a lot of weird
3: pop. By the way, I think all of this was foreshadowed by like everything was foretold by the planning meeting. We didn't really talk about it earlier, but yeah. Sonia was sitting around with all of her unpaid her sta- interns, her, her, sta- her,
2: her staff. staff, yeah
3: um and a spider just descended into the meeting and i was oh, like "Oh yes that spider knew that spider was trying to send a message was trying to say don't go forward and sonia swatted it away and so i think yeah we there are a lot of weird things that happen in this episode that are like wait i didn't even realize that aspect of this universe existed and the sangria is one of them and then i'd also like to This is maybe jumping around, but in this show, we get Elise, who's been now in three episodes. Yes. This woman, these woman. And yeah, I'm like, who the fuck is Elise? And I keep saying things my boyfriend pointed out because he is a more mindful watcher. But he was like pointed out that she doesn't know what she wants to drink, but she goes, they don't have juice. So she has vodka with a splash of sangria, which is the most (laughs) hungover beverage Like that hits your mouth and you immediately – your mouth goes dry and you get sick. Like I don't (laughs) – I love – this woman is like a Morticia Adams (laughs) and she's just walking in, saying shit, accusing people of things and walking out. And I'm like she's definitely like vying for Leah's spot. I was surprised.
1: I was surprised at that drink that she didn't ask for like no – and like no ice in that please. I just want war- yeah. warm vodka and warm sangria, warm sangria. please.
3: Sangria. Warm- uh, Could you spit in it? <laughs>
1: Could you, you, is there anything that could fly into this for me? By the way, this is, that's why they, that's why the show is so good is that they don't even bother to explain who this person has been in three episodes. And she's only been in it for like these minor little small scenes. But I see, that's why I think maybe she comes back later in the season and kills someone. Like, I feel (laughs) like they're setting her up for something big. Um, So this is when we also find out that Tinsley picks up or Leah picks up Tinsley and, uh, um, Tinsley has her Sonya by Sonia Morgan dress on, and we find out that Leah has been given like this horrible like sweatsuit streetwear to wear, so she's wearing a little Kim mugshot dress instead right. because she thinks Sonya is being passive aggressive in having her wear this sweatsuit at a And uh,
3: Sonya later asks, like, Who is that? Nicki Minaj or something.
1: Like that. <laughs> no, she goes, she's she goes like, What is, is it- She goes, Is that Beyonce? what is that a black person <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was dark and and that's what like- love when they
3: shine a light on their insensitivities also Leah like obviously she's wearing this dress and then she's talking about she sent her like I get how the sweatsuit was like frumpy and like not the vibe for the show which by the way the show didn't have a vibe so like I whatever you could have worn whatever I don't but whatever, like, guys. There I'll were
1: no light. There were no lights and no music. There
3: were no lights. There was no music. It was a silent, sweaty.
1: <laughs> they were walking in darkness. Like certain areas, when the they were walking, it was of darkness. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was like morning.
3: Somber. Morning. Yeah, it was a tribute to nine eleven. Yes, which that... I can say because I'm from New <laughs> Jersey, which is which was close enough. You don't know how how many people in New Jersey think they were there <laughs> that weren't. But um, separate separate discourse. Yeah, that's but, a, a separate yeah, podcast. It was a very bizarre thing that, well, not bizarre, but Leah's, some of Leah's sensibilities showed through when she was talking about the outfit. And she goes, says of a cashmere sweatsuit, she's like, if I wore this, I would look like a homeless crack addict. And pulls out these like bedazzled sunglasses and like, no, you just look like a tasteless housewife. Like you all look. I, I don't I love- know
1: I, – I yeah, I mean like I don't know the homeless situation in New York, but I can't imagine they're wearing these, you know, like crack addicts yeah. and stuff like that. She had a big pink jo- like Lady Gaga Joanne hat too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, So – but they get to the show and she she's carrying it in a plastic bag, which I also thought was like a nice little touch. And did you see the photo that like the bag that actually Sonia gave it to her in? Because she's like, I gave, it, <laughs> yeah. I gave it to you in a nice bag and it was literally like a brown grocery bag. <laughs> It was wild.
3: I love the way I love her mind. Um, I love whatever that bag looked like to her. She has a like a, a filter for reality
1: so in, you can't really blame her in Sonia's head, like when she gets there, she has her glasses on, it's showtime. This is like Sonia in Sonia's Glory. Like this is her, like she thinks she's a businesswoman an artist. It's all like like honey, I don't have time to look good. I need the show to be good. She's like but she's doing it all in like 30 minutes. So the show is like a shit show, but the girls know her well enough to like congratulate. Like it's it's so weird. It's like I don't want to say like a special Olympics kind of a thing, but it's like, oh, my God, like you did that like you like you with limited like you did this like you did this. And she seems so relieved that it's over and so happy. And yeah, she, she says she goes, the you know, the buyers know I'm here still like She's like, she didn't know
3: that she exists. She's
1: like century 21 (laughs) knows I'm here, which I don't know fashion, but I thought century 21 was like a housing thing. And I was like, yeah, I thought they sold houses. So I didn't know they were in the fashion business, but I was like, yeah, I guess I don't know. know.
3: I can only imagine that's like the parent company of forever 21. Like, I don't really know what was happening there. And a lot of like, um, everyone was confusing terms. Like at one point, Dorinda says, um, I once had a skirt with General Mao on it. Yes. So I get the whole gangster thing. And it, what are you saying? Like, did she think she was talking about General Sao's <laughs> like well, Chairman Mao is a very different person. Like, I think probably what's happening is that they are all only aware of like three black people and three Asian people <laughs> and, are just, right. and like three things from history and everything's being thrown around. Um, All at once.
1: But she also goes, she goes, I love the general, she said the general mouth thing, but she was like, I used to be quite fashionable in the nineties. Like she says like yeah. she was like, kind of like an it girl in the nineties. I actually, I mean, this is like the only mugshot I wear. And I wear this still to this day is like, I have a a t t-shirt with like a, the Justin Bieber mugshot on it. And just because it's like, it makes me so happy of that little guy. Like when he was like, kind of. <laughs> he's like in between like who he is now he's like a wispy mustache rat guy and like the little kid cute kitty was but like that that mugshot is one of my favorite mugshots of all time but uh is it all right to wear a little kim mugshot dress is that i think she'd
3: probably be feel honored by that maybe not by leah um but i think it's a generally kosher thing i assume that there's a a brand that licensed that photo. I hope that she like makes money off of it and stuff. Yeah. I don't know what was happening, but everyone was really like referencing and cross referencing and everything was in a blender. I got the vibe from that room that it was very, sort of hot and dusty yeah i was just like i feel like i could smell that space there was a lot I of empty seat it.
1: there was a lot of i went i kept watching it because i just wanted there was a lot of empty seats like the people were peppered around and then the the bar staff because they were walking right past the bar the bar staff had to like stand there and watch it and they looked like totally <laughs> totally checked out like they were just like because they can't serve so they're they were told and i have a feeling the fashion show lasted five minutes i have a weird feeling like it lasted like very like just real quick
3: it was very like it was there was a strange energy of like um the power had just gone out all of new york lost power and then they had to just go on with the show and like none of the staff could like breathe in the areas they were supposed to be in so they all had to come out and it had to be silent because also like They were hiding from some, like, government, like, some (laughs) oppressive authoritarian government. (laughs) And, like, it was an apocalyptic landscape. It was just, like, very sullen, very clandestine. Like, I could feel the candles being lit and sort of the documents being viewed by candlelight. Wow, you're really going there. Oh, my God. Yeah, god! it was just, like, a very weird um energy and i too felt very relieved when it was
1: over i was thinking it was like would have been a cool moment like where like all of a sudden there's like a shake and then like and the cloverfield monster happens like and like and it throws these ladies into like the night the craziest night of their life like sonia's celebrating but anyways those are ridiculous that was definitely the vibe the whole point is after this thing uh leah goes to kind of confront sonia and give her her dress and it's like Sonia's like, this is amazing. I'll try it on and starts proceeds to get na- <laughs> proceeds to start trying to take off her clothes in front of her guests. Like, I do you think
3: Sonia has been sued for sexual harassment? I,
1: I think it's the same thing. Like Leah, like Leah says, oh, she's being so funny. I can't even be mad at her. I think people that have tried to sue her for sexual harassment have been like, uh, oh, she's being so funny. I can't even sue her.
3: In like this I, moment, when she goes back, she's like, her assistant is helping her, and like her tits are out. And there's someone who's working in the kitchen who just looks over and just like nods. Like <laughs> their soul has like fully been extracted from their body. Yeah, and like good. that was like, that moment also might have been the. The starting point of coronavirus somehow.
1: <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Whatever was in that plastic bag got unleashed <laughs> in the last couple of months. When the
3: sangria touched the vodka, COVID nineteen was the unleashed smart. in China. It would be like fun it was to like, see that
1: restaurant's like rating. Like it had to have, like if they had like an A rating, it would be cool if they're like at a B minus now or something on the door.
3: They're shut. They're fully shut down. It was like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when like the death of one Slayer like triggers the. <laughs> triggers another like the opening of a health mouth like triggers another like in another part of the world <laughs> Those, these events triggered c- the coronavirus inception in China
1: I agree with you completely, Chrissy. The, the, <laughs> I know. I know we have two more minutes with you, so I just want to really quick. Oh, I have. The,
3: we can go till like five thirty-five. Okay.
1: The the the. Well, we have seven more minutes with you, and <laughs> so the preview for next week is insane because. So you you did a you said you watched all of it recently or like last year?
3: Yeah. Last do you year, remember yeah.
1: Luann's boyfriend Jacques, the French David oh, Schwimmer? Oh, do I? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you see the preview for next week? Yeah. He looks like he's aged 80 years.
3: So was that not, like, I didn't understand if it was, like... Makeup? I felt felt like it was, like, the Irishman. Like, they had, instead of being de-aged, he had been, like, aged. Like, I was like, this isn't part of the show, right? Like, I was very... Used. Yeah, it's like I'm very like scared.
1: Well, I'm scared of it's the something. same makeup people that did uh, Jax's bachelor party old makeup that was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, but yeah, like Yeah,
3: Bravo booked them again.
1: I got when I saw Jacques look so old, I immediately personalized it and got so sad and thought about the passage of time and life. Like I was like, yeah. "Oh, we're only on this earth for like I really did start thinking about death after I saw Jacques because I was like, "Oh, it's coming for all of us one day, you know?"
3: That's probably that was probably the intent yeah. Effect. That's the But what were I was so distracted by all that that I didn't even like process like what are the events that we're looking at
1: for so next week? I think what I think what we're looking at is that what it seems to me – because because uh, Luann goes, I didn't fuck the pirate on stage. I think right. she's workshopping F. Mary Kill, like how Dave Chappelle oh. will go – Dave Chappelle will go into <laughs> comedy clubs and kind of workshop Dave new Chappelle. material. Yeah. You know?
3: Luann has the same and sort of
1: sensibility. We get that and we also – this is the big thing is we finally get Lou having her first Drink sip in. in front of the ladies.
3: Actually, Luann being um, – Like having I would actually love instead of Luann going in a punk direction, I would love her going in a Chappelle direction where she just gets on the stool on stage and then she smokes she chain smokes cigarettes and drinks the whole time. That's that's always what Chappelle does at every opportunity and it's like it never gets old. Like every time he does it, I'm like, Yes! Like
1: (laughs) This is surprising. Would be, would it, that would be great if, you, if Luann picks out like like a like takes out a pack of Marlboro Reds and is like, oh "You, you want to know who had a big dick? Jacques, the French guy." You know, <laughs>
3: Luann, let us program the next run. Like this, fuck, Mary, kill thing isn't the vibe. It should be smoking cigs. You should be blasting cigs <laughs> but- and. Sipping whiskey or a Coke. I don't whatever, whatever vibe you're on and just riffing.
1: And with somebody like that, her voice is just going to get better as she gets older because she's going to drop. Yeah. In. She's dropping into her voice more and more. So I think she really is going to get that raspy, nice, raspy, like uh, Don Rickles kind of a thing eventually. Too. I would listen
3: to her read a menu. Like I
1: will You say that now, I but love- if I actually get that, would you actually listen? If like it was like a three hour menu. You it, would you, yeah. like a Barney's Beanery Does menu? Would way you on do
3: that? Cameo, I'll pay her a hundred dollars to <laughs> read the Barney's beanery Here menu. Here you go, honey.
1: Uh wedge wedge <laughs> wedge salad. You got a nice lettuce. Jalapeno
3: over. poppers. <laughs> yeah, I would love that for her. I think it's weird because this episode it was more invigorating than any episode of Vanderpump Rolls, but it was still for me, it was like the dud of the season so far. Well, but, but and I hope that next episode is a real her sipping on that vodka. I was like, yes,
1: yes, that's <laughs> like, all. That's all of us sipping on that vodka. And I know what you're talking about, dud. But I still think their their worst episode beat anything in Vanderpump Rules this season. Absolutely, like absolutely. it still was like, so no entertaining. That. Um, and that's what I was talking. I was texting Lara real quick on just Vanderpump Rules as we close out. What are you? My my hope. It is the last episode of the season is a whodunit and all of their valley village homes burned <laughs> down like somebody's setting fire Little to their valley <laughs> valley village homes nobody's hurt nobody is hurt but all One's of their hurt. valley v- village homes are burned down and it's like a cliffhanger
3: this is the only one yes. that's still standing and she's blamed and well because for- actually this is really getting my creative juices flowing yeah <laughs>
1: she's, blame- she's blamed because vhs copies of drive have been left on every uh grass like yes. area
3: <laughs> i actually am going to commit arson and frame kristen well you're <laughs> but you're, i feel you're like a
1: professional writer right
3: um, on some you level, are. in some, in some way or I, shape is, or form. Is yeah. there
1: any way, I, <laughs> see, I, I would love to collaborate someday cause I really want, I'm not a strong writer, but I really, I have a lot of thoughts of like, I want to turn the night Kristen and Jax had sex watching drive into like a little, a like a, no, like not a feature, like a one scene thing, like a 10 minute, yeah. uh, like a two person scene that I could give to high school kids for speech and debate tournaments.
3: <laughs> and so, yeah, if you turn Vanderpump Rules into a series of monologues there are always little sound bites that i'm pulling out in my regular conversation like do you remember when sandoval was like i think it was to Kristen, but he was like or maybe it was to jackson he's like i don't understand make me understand i think that's maybe when he was like
1: crying in the sand <laughs> oh, no, 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 no 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 wait was that Oh, yes, that was it. I made my parents yeah. watch that episode uh, because they had never <laughs> experienced it. And they're like, who is this Jax guy? He's so unfeeling. And I my was... My dad
3: took one look at Vanderpump Rules and assessed that Lisa had fucked Jax. Oh, my, my God. My dad popped in, watched a couple scenes, and he was like, that woman has fucked that man, and just walked out.
1: <laughs> wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it Wouldn't be great if also, like, that's the first time you had seen your dad in, like, years? He just... Yeah, like, my dad <laughs> he, came back he's...
3: into my life.
1: He... <laughs> he watched
3: the activity I chose to do with my estranged father (laughs) watch part of a Vanderpump Rules episode. And then he made that assessment. And then he said, (sighs) I'm going to the store and he never came back.
1: Oh my God. Um, Chrissy, thank you so much for doing this. I've, I've No, no, no. I mean, by the way, because we were at a screening of uh, um, uh, Vanderpump Rules that Laura had put together. And it was like the first time I had met you, even though I, I knew you on Twitter. And it was so nice to finally meet you. And, and by the way, everybody should watch Vanderpump Rules with friends because it's so much better than watching alone. It's just horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah,
3: that was a very – that was one of my last like pre – quarantine activities as well yeah is going, one of those yeah
1: um but but anyways thank you so much for I doing this I, I hope you'll come thank back you. on again sometime i would there's... love
3: to i'm always here to assess this universe and i hope um i hope things just keep, <laughs> keep unfolding on... <laughs> i hope things don't stop <laughs> <laughs> what, um, a, what an inspirational for... message Thank you for bringing me on this journey. I hope Elon Musk takes us all, oh, <laughs> takes I, the Vanderpump Rules cast to space. Chrissy,
1: if I have four tickets to space, you and your boyfriend are getting two of them. That's that's <laughs> that's a that's a so bad it's good promise As from me to of you. As an
3: love, I would leave my boyfriend behind. Oh, I wouldn't cement wow. that. It's, it's,
1: um, it is funny yeah. though when I ask people like, "Hey, uh, I hope you'll come back on," and they say, "Yeah," I always think like, "What if I just then try to get them on every week?" And then they or just like. like
3: When's the time that someone like, what if right now I was just like, I'm actually, I'm not interested, but thank you. Yeah, I I've like, appreciated this episode so much, but what if you're I, like
1: one and done? I'm i uh, I'm one and done. Yeah. So thank you.
3: So uh, thank you guys for listening to me. I'll never be back. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and nowhere else. Cause I will never, ever be back on this podcast again.
1: At Chrissy Milazzo, C-R-I-S-S-S-Y-M-I-L-Z. C-R-I-S-S-S-Y- yeah. A is that right? Wow, yes, crushed it. We did it. We did it. We
3: did <laughs> Thank it. So much. We did
1: it. Okay, good luck with all your other phone calls tonight. Thank
3: you. My my one phone call tonight. California.
1: You guys, that was Chrissy Malazzo. How good is she? How funny is she? Uh, it was, I, I was listening to that back when I was editing for the 10th time, since my computer keeps breaking, and I just I was laughing every time, so I hope you loved it as much as I did. Please go check her out on Twitter, at Chrissy Malazzo, and, and, and I'm sure she'll put up any of her writing that she does. Um, and, of course, we're going to be collaborating on many writing projects, many Vanderpump Rules fan fiction in the future. But right now... Before I get into my Vanderpump Rules breakdown, my solo Vanderpump (laughs)
2: recap
1: of this week's episode of The Return of Jax, I wanted to touch on briefly a a little thing that happened on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last week. Denise Richard's husband gave one of the most (laughs) dramatic dinner speeches I've ever heard in my life. And if you guys... Saw it. You know exactly what I'm talking about because so far we've known Aaron as to be the guy that Denise says she has sex with every day. He's like the big old dong. Denise literally introduces him like, here's my husband. He has a big dong. Like that's how he's known as. Had no clue that he was uh, working an astrophysicist and natural healing or whatever the fuck that was. But it was amazing because Mauricio was so high during that dinner party, and he was the only one that was like, Bro, I could listen to you talk all night. Yeah. By the way, Mauricio being high every episode, I'm highly enjoying. It's like better than Cheech and Chong for me. I love it. It's like, what? A st- I need a stoner comedy with him, and who would be a good other like stoner? Who would it be? Like, I'm trying to think who I. Oh, would it be like. Nah. Anyways, um, so what I want to do right here, you know, I'm an actor by trade. And, you know, I'm a little rusty because of the quarantine. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the first couple of lines of Aaron's dinner monologue. And then I'm going to take over and I'm going to read. I'm going to act the shit out of this monologue that Aaron gave at the dinner table. Will you guys bear with me on that? Okay, let's see if this works.
3: Everything you've been taught about how disease process
1: and stuff works... It's not true. Red leather, yellow leather. Red trippingly on the tongue. Trippingly. Okay, well, here we go. <clears throat> okay, imagine I have a big dog. Okay. Everything you've been taught about how disease process and stuff works is not true. I have to be careful. Age of 12, I was living next to the largest nuclear facility in North America. I watched everybody die of cancer. I couldn't understand why we could split an atom with sound and cause a nuclear explosion. If you look at an atom, there's lots of space, right? Electron, proton, neutron, whatever. So there's a lot of space, a lot of empty space, right? 99.9% is space. But it's oscillating at a frequency that appears to be real, In our reality, does that make sense? Mauricio, yeah. Traditional isn't traditional. It's allopathic. Allopathic. It means alternative medicine. Look it up. It's all a measurement of the electromagnetic spectrum frequency. I break down stuff so you can all heal you. I don't heal anybody, by the way. But I removed blocks, discord, information. I ruptured my Achilles tendon. I regrew it in two months. No surgery. How is that possible? There's cancer in every one of you right now. Cancer happens all the time. Uh, there's a dinner patron. Should we even be talking about this, Big Pharma? Aaron, I have people following me all the time. Do you want to know why cancer comes in? Because it's protecting you of infection. Your immune system could not respond to it. And you would have died in 12 hours. It's your best friend that protects you from somebody that was going to shoot you in the head with a bullet. That's what cancer is. I'll prove it all day long. We can split an atom with sound. Because a nuclear explosion kill people. You can't figure out what's cancer? Lisa Rinna, what about the common cold? You have no idea what I really do. And scene. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, stop. Okay, sit sit down. Sit down.
2: Because we're good
1: Yes, that was "Good as Gold" by Miss Sheena Shea, which means we are at Vanderpump Rules recap time. Happy birthday again, Sheena! We love you. All of us love you. Um, Okay, so this week's episode. Okay, okay, we got something here, don't we? This is this is way better than we've. ...we've been dealing with lately, I gotta say. Okay, so the episode is called Mercury and Gatorade, LOL. At first I was like, are they trying to be cute? I didn't know what the title meant. Um, you know, we started off the show, Dana walks in to clock in. Uh, Brett comes in with all his jewelry and his hair. If I... I think if I managed, sir, I'd be like, less jewelry. Brett, could you put less jewelry when you walk in? Um, Danica walks up to Ariana, who is fake working... Uh, Danica uh, says to Ariana, Jax is going to be an hour late to fake work. She doesn't say fake work, but Jax doesn't... Guys, next season, none of them work there except for, like, the people that actually work there, Charlie, Danica. It's alright. We can handle it as... Uh, we're we're solid. Uh, we're, at this point, we're emotionally mature enough to handle that they don't work there. Okay? We're good. I swear to God. I swear to God nobody's going to hurt themselves. Um uh, Brett's curly hair, he makes a big deal. He's like, ugh, I hate curly hair. My mom always wanted to be out of my face. Do I even look good? hate Brett. Dana is talking to Sheena. Tells about um, – <laughs> so Sheena is telling Dana about her song One More Time. If you guys heard a little bit of that at the beginning of the episode, that is the sexy song we're talking about. She says it's a baby-making song and she's talking about Brett in the video because she went down to Palm Springs where all music videos are shot to shoot this music video with him. And she's like, I have some stuff to show you. Sheena's so funny because it's like whenever I get headshots or do, like, an acting work, I don't really tell people about it. And she, like, wants to show it off immediately. But it's also doubly funny because Dana is kind of interested in Brett, I guess. So she's like, literally shows clips and they're literally straight up boning, like, slapping ass, grabbing. Like, it's it's highly sexual, you guys. Like she says, it's a baby-making song. I feel like we literally started watching A Baby Being Made. Uh... Sandoval and Jax, this is great. Like, this is crazy. They're in a scene together. They go to a a tennis shoe cleaning place and um, Jax brings up his dad. He's like, oh, my dad would be so mad at me for doing this. You know. okay, Jax. Um, The guy makes fun. The guy at the store is like, I guess Jax leaves his sneakers on because he's a psychopath. Um, He leaves the tags on his sneakers and the guy was like, yeah, I don't really do that. That's weird. Um, Jax's credit card didn't go through and then we get the first editor troll of the night of showing all the times his credit card didn't go through. The one time they show in this was at Sandoval's birthday party and I was there. Like I watched his credit card not go through and it was probably one of the top ten moments of my life. It was – you got to see it in person because it's so funny to watch Jax like lie on the spot like what? Oh my god. There totally should be money on there and then Brittany had to pay for it. It was like so cool. Um, Jack starts grilling Sandoval about Ariana And he's like, yeah, I always notice She gives you backhanded compliments Like, uh, and he's like You just never called her like You never called her a bitch Which is just like so dark Because it kind of makes me think that's what Jack says to Brittany And it's just so, so dark um, Sandoval goes I know some people come after you But I'm going to give you some good advice Take a second before you respond Don't be so responsive. Don't be so responsible Responsive, Not responsible. Don't be so responsive. Um, and it's pointed out, he's like, when Jax sits bored, he picks on someone to focus on and bag on to make him feel better about himself. And that is just, that's classic Jax. Jax attacks somebody so he can feel better about himself. But I love that Sandoval called him out on it. Jax was like, no, I'll just get angry. I'll just get angry, dude. No way. He's just such a dick. He's just, and this is kind of the recurring theme of this episode, which I love, is that Jax is just completely completely a dick um he he's like he Jax brings up this example of like you know if somebody says like my hair doesn't look good i'm gonna gut them like a pig i'm like do you remember that real uh that true story uh, no true life on mtv with the jersey couple getting married and the limo didn't pick him up and he's like if you don't get here right now i'm gonna gut you like a pig like there's a lot of talking about gutting. Like somebody threatened to gut me once, and it was in it was shocking. It was, I st- oh, still have that text message saved. Um, okay, so now Stasi is walking a dog with Britt. They pull in to walk their dog. Um, Brittany, uh, yeah. So they're talking. Stassi uh, immediately points out, thinking that she said she was going to be a chill bride, but she's already being a monster. Okay, yeah. Um, they put their rings together. They're like, oh, let's put our rings together. Is that a normal girl thing, putting their rings together? My thought was, like, what if they put their rings together and it opened a portal to another universe or, like, to hell? Like, boo, boo, and then... But I was like, other than that, like, why do girls put their rings? T- is that... Is that a thing? Like, do guys ever put their wallets together? Like, oh, put it out there. Put it out there. You know, just there seems something sexual and weird about it, but boring at the same time. But this is great. Stassi is talking about their uh, Bo and hers Instagram engagement photo, and uh, some girl wrote on there like, oh, you're my – this is my favorite engagement ever. And Jax commented to that girl that he didn't know and said, oh, thanks a lot. Like, he put himself into their engagement photo, arguing that it wasn't him and Brittany. Like that's again psychopathic behavior. And Brittany's like, uh, oh, he does that. He does that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He did. Yeah, he do, He so silly. <laughs> so dumb." Um, Brittany, a tour credit. She goes, hey, "You know, I gotta tell you, I don't want to start no travel, but it's where you know you keep not having Chris at your engagement party killed her." <laughs> Oh, this is when my Brittany becomes Australian. How did you oh your party you killed her, yo? They're having a pool party. <laughs> and then she brings she goes, Me and Jack's having a pool party and I'm gonna invite both of you, but I worry you won't come. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> what going on everybody? It's me Britney. <laughs> I'm so fat. Okay. And pretty goes, I love cooking and planning. I love planning parties. This is my thing. <laughs> and then Sassy Sassy says about Kristen, if you can't be at our normal moments, you won't be at our big moments. Damn, son. Damn. Um Then we're back to Sir. Ariana is teaching Dana to bartend. Sheena walks up to Max. Want to see the video? Sheena walks up to Jax, who Jax is fake working at the bar. And she goes, hey, do you want to see footage of my new video? And Jax goes, not really. And then he starts bitching about Tom and Ariana. And, like, immediately, you guys, this is what cocaine use looks like. For all of the people that have never done cocaine and never – And I want to point out the difference. This is not Adderall. This is cocaine use. What he did was a cocaine rage. What I'm imagining is that he took a line or two right before he started filming and walked in and just was like, and just, and I think he probably in his head, I probably, he probably thinks he's making the show better of like, oh, making the show better when I'm like this, but it's just, it's just so much hatred. It's like, he just started bitching about Tom and Ariana and her depression. Oh, she says she suffers from depression. Really? Really? And it's just like, dude, fuck off. Fuck off. I don't know anybody in my life that has used depression as an excuse on a on a reality show of all things where you have to like share some kind of truth to like, you know, Jax's truth has always been uncovered by other people. He's always been busted for lying. He's never really told the truth. So it must be shocking for him that Ariana actually tells the truth about what she goes, but it's just a really bad look and it's just disgusting. And it kind of, it kind of skirts that line of, man, this isn't funny. You're just a dick. Like, it's like one thing to make fun of Jax and all his little, you know, eccentric eccentricities but it's another thing for him just to be a straight up dick it's like that's super gross and should never be encouraged um they're also um so the the big thing of this is that like i guess there's (laughs) there max is doing a ocean beach cleanup event which is you know okay yeah not cool i mean it's like what, what it is but max is trying to do a thing for the show and jack's like no I won't go. I won't go to the ocean. You know how much you know how much traffic that is. It puts, it puts fumes in the air. Four cars. What I mean, and this is the point when I was like, does production supply him with coke or money towards his coke? Because it's just like they're getting great footage of this, but it's just wild. Um, so then we go to Lala Fake working at Vanderpump Dogs. Okay, Lala. Yeah, you've been working hard at Vanderpump Dogs. I swear to God, Lala came in for three hours, got to pet some dogs. She was all like, huh? "Yeah, I'm doing it." And John Sessa was there. We know John Sessa, who works for Lisa at Vanderpump Dogs. Um, uh, you know, Lala I guess is celebrating ten months of sobriety. She's like, "I don't need a cocktail to be a little vulgar," and then. Um, And then Lisa goes, true dat. And that's when I realized I wanted to die. When Lisa Vanderpump said, true dat, true dat. It's like, it's all right not to like use young slang and verbiage. Like, I'm picking up what you're laying down, Lisa. Back that thing up. Who dat, who dat, who dat. Like, it's, it, it, we don't need it. And Lisa, in fact, if you're going to keep doing it, I prefer not to have you on the show. Just going to say it right there. Um, Okay, then we're to James and Raquel's place. And James is on a sobriety high. He found pink silverware for Raquel for their dinner. He made filet mignon, roasted potatoes, carrots. He's serious about rebuilding the relationships in his life. And I thought it was cute because he was just like, do you think I'm enough when I'm sober? And I think that's a very real thought. You know, it's a very real like, do you think I'm funny and fun to hang out with? I think that's a very real thought. I've thought that sometimes about like, I think sometimes, oh, I'm probably more fun to be around if I have a drink in me. And that's like that's a very real thought that I think everybody at some time has. But he was excited because Max invited him to the clean up beach thing and he hopes he's enough sober. Um, And the thing is, I wish they would be very honest about this part of it, because I feel the reality of this is that DJ James Kennedy also wants to be back on the show full time where he's in all of these group scenes and he's not invited to any of these scenes, you know? So, like, the fact that he's working his way back in is very exciting for him, but I wish he'd be honest about it. He's like, I wish he'd be like, I'm on a show, but nobody wants a film with me, you know? Oh, I, oh, I'm Brittany. I'm oh, Brittany. I'm hey, oh, James. I'm oh, Brittany. Uh, see, I can't do accents. Damn it. Um,. So Raquel says, you're so fun to be around. I just – I think they're – actually, I think they're cute. I do. So now we're at the beach. Bo, Stassi, Max, Dana, Charlie. Uh, Kristen comes up and hugs Stassi and says congratulations about their engagement. Stassi like, this is so awkward. Tom and Tom wake up together. The gang is all here. Max gives a speech. I was born in Hawaii, grew up in San Diego, beach town. It means a lot to me. Let's clean up this beach. And um, – they start cleaning, but it's like they say like the cleanest beach they've ever been to because they're just walking around with trash bags talking, which is just a fun kind of. I mean, I like that. I like watching the cast walk around with trash bags. Too bad Jax wasn't there. They could have. They could have put him in all those bags, huh? Um, Dana asked Brett about how was Palm Springs and kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know you fucked uh, Sheena on camera. And there were clips of Brett smacking her ass and having fake sex with her that they inserted here. Great editor move there. Uh, He's like, I felt violated a little bit. He's like, I could have easily had sex with her on camera. Sheena told me she would have given me a blowjob. And that sucks because I love blowjobs. And I'm like, dude, how are you? How are you talking? Like, how do you talk to your female friends? Like, I don't. I don't think I talk to my – I don't think I talk to my female friends where I'm like, man, I love my balls getting touched. Love it. Love it so much. You know? Oh, man, I love a good ball t- – love a good dick tug. Like, I, uh, I mean, Brett is just – he proves week after week that I'm just like he's so grody. That's the word. He's grody. That's gross and gro- – he's grody. Brett is grody. Brett is like saying everything to, that he thinks is right that girls want to hear. He's like, where Dana's like, wow, well, I've never heard a guy open up about loving blowjobs in a sensitive way. Yet here, Brett stands. Oh, I didn't take that blowjob from Sheena because I didn't want to give her the wrong impression. And because that sucks because I love having mouths on my penis. Uh, it just it's too much. And I don't like it. And I want him to stop immediately. Uh, and also feeling violated. I, that's a very real thing. I've, I've actually been in situations where I've I mean, no joke, I've. Felt violated. I felt people have crossed boundaries that I've asked not to cross boundaries. But at the same time, I feel Brett, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I've got to think more about this. Uh, So Max tells Sandoval, this is crazy, is that Jax has been texting him about, like, you have to cancel this horrible idea. And, uh, you know, and then we get a flashback of Jax saying he's the number one guy in the group. Um you know, Brett and Max are playing around in the sand, Bo and Tom and Kristen. Uh we talk about James May is doing a pop up event. Tom tells her that uh Katie's probably not coming and either is Stasi, because uh, 'cause they're talking and then we're back to Jax texting Max and he's just like on a roll, he's like after you're done showing off my text like a little girl why don't you skip my pool party I don't like tattletales and it's like, yeah you do you say you like you and you're a biggest tattletale boom, mic drop Ryan just called Jax a tattletale, boom Jax is the biggest liar in the book so when he coughs on somebody else or like tattling or something it's hysterical um, Brett tells Max, this is like, you're a great dude, bro. You're, you know, hey, man, don't worry about it. You're a great, you're a great dude, bro. And it's like, Brett, you don't need to be telling anybody they're great. Just take care of you. Um, And then he brings up the thing. He's like, hey, Sheena told me that Dana said she still has feelings for you, Max. And then Stassi and Dana are talking, which I think is, like, maybe the first scene they've talked all season. And they said, where did this weird love triangle thing happen? Also, I'm like, when did this storyline keep being a part of this show? Like, I thought we were all good. I thought Dana and Brett were together now and Max wasn't even in the scene because they broke up. If They were even dating. Like, I'm – you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm so confused about this. I'm so, so confused. I don't understand it. So, I mean, how – Help me help uh, – I just – I don't understand it. Um, so <laughs> Brit uh, Britt is also there by the way. Um, Max announces that Jack said everyone is mad at me for planning this and then uh Brit's like, no, he's on his man, period. Don't worry. Don't listen to him, which is just like a wild way to be in a relationship with somebody when you're telling everybody to not listen to him. Like, wouldn't you want to be proud of the person you're with? Like, why would you want to be with somebody that you're not proud to be with? I, I, huh? Uh, what? Just help me understand. Ugh, so hard to understand. Um, Schwartz talks about dealing with Jax's rage texts. Um, he's like, yeah, I just put the phone on silent and I just go to sleep. I do the same thing with Katie. Which, once again, proves that Schwartz is also one of the darkest people on this cast. Schwartz just gets rage texts from Jax and from Katie, and he just puts it on silent and deletes all of the text. Love it. Love it. Jax is on his man, period. Don't worry about it. Ugh. I just... I'm trying... I want to understand so bad. Um, so... Uh, oh, yeah! This is when Brittany goes Mercury. Merc It's just Mercury's Greg raid, or that's what Jack said to her. It's just there. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Um, Brit says he just says things that he don't mean. Uh, he says it. Su- it sucks. I have to apologize for him all the time. I'm gonna tell him to stop. This why? Wi- it's just it's wild, wild, wild. So now we're back at Sir Raquel and Lisa talk about DJ James Kennedy's sobriety. Uh, they say, you know, hey, I even went to the club with him last night and he did really well. No drinks. Great. Now we're at Tom and Ariana's house. They're cooking a major meal. Um, Ariana says that she manages her depression by focusing on the things that she loves. I love that. I think that's great. Katie walks in like a dumb biatch and says, I love what you haven't done with the place because they still haven't fully decorated it. Guys, everybody has their own t- timetable, but out, they have a fucking house. Do You know, many people don't have houses. Jize. Max comes in. He's carrying a case of White Claws. Love that. Sandoval says he got some Jack's rage text. He's like, if you're talking shit, don't come. Don't bother coming to my house on Friday at the pool party. And if you aren't talking shit, you can disregard this message. And then there was like Sandoval didn't respond. And then he wrote in all capitals. So you did. Please don't come to my pool party on Friday. And then Max, he said he texted Max and he's like, oh, you're really crying to my wife. And I, and Max finally was just like, "Stop texting me." This is, or no, no. Jack said to Max, "Stop texting me." Like it's, it 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 sounds like Jacks is just unhinged. Like we haven't we've seen Jacks unhinged, but we didn't. I didn't realize he fully did this over text as well. That he just wildly text. I just thought he did that on Twitter. Like Jacks must be on the phone non fucking stop. I mean, just think about how much phone usage that is. They need to throttle his Wi-Fi. Sandoval goes, hey, you guys, you dare me to throw a huge rage part, like a rage pool party on the same day against Jax's pool party? And Sheena's like, God, yeah, it's like the wedding is over. No one is paying attention to Jax, so I'm just going to fight with all my friends. And Katie says, oh, my God, to Sandoval's ideas. My panties just got a little wet thinking about that idea.
2: uh,
1: uh, Oh, my God. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. oh my god i can't ugh. thinking about ugh. thinking about katie's wet panties I'm, I'm like are you sure are you sure you didn't wet your pants i don't oh just too much guys too much max tells dana out of nowhere in the back patio that he still has feeling for her like what I just I'm so confused. I don't care. Let this be a third season for them, not a first season. We don't care about you guys. Have them like Charlie and Danica, where we it's like less is more. We were we want to know more. I honestly I think they're all really nice people. I like I, I you know, but like I don't want to see. I don't. I totally tune out. Uh, but he says something about being scared about his feelings for her. You know, you know when you have love, like bad things come from love, and it always hasn't gone good for. Me. Just say you want to sleep with other people, but you also like her a lot and you wish that you could do both because that's what he's saying. Uh, uh, okay, so now we're at the James May event. Christ, uh, Kristen's James May event is at this bar, Good Time Davy Wayne's. If you guys are from LA, Good Time Davy Wayne's is a fun bar. You actually enter through a refrigerator, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's her sample sale. Um, Kristen's like, Are we good on Wi Fi here? She's being very Sonya. Sonia Sonya by Sonia Morgan. She's, like, really into it. Crew's all showing up. Lala, Brett, Max, Dana, Brett. Um, uh, Jax tells Brett he looks like he has a perm because Brett's still wearing his hair down. Um, and, th- and Brett was like, oh, thanks, bruh. And then, um, this is, like, also the other thing about Brett. This is Brett plays every angle. Because, like, if you were so o- about your boy, Max, if Jax said anything to you, do, I'd be like, oh, okay. Thanks, dude. I would have stared him down a little bit. Like, hey, you think it's cool to talk to Max like that? What's up, man? That's my boy. But instead he goes, oh, thanks, bro. (laughs) He's just – I'll tell you. This guy will float any way the wind goes. I swear to you. I swear to you. Um, Oh, so – Sheena tells Brett that he needs her for a pickup shot for another thing, and like Brett's like, I'm I'm just a little uncomfortable. Duh, duh, duh. you know, like you were actually. And, and Sheena goes, "It's called acting, Brett. Look into it." Which is just, yeah, it is called acting. It uh, and and then Brett gives us what he thinks is sexy because of his YouTube video experience. He's like, "Less is more, okay? That's what's sexy." And uh, then Sheena goes, it's called One More Time, about having one last time having sex. It's actually the concept of the video, Brett. Um, Sheena – and then Sheena points out to Brett and all of us and she's like, I can look and act sexy on a dime. I can turn it on like that. I love Sheena. Like I just love – I love somebody who is unabashedly who they are. And it's like, yeah, this is like – I love to look sexy. I love – like I can – I don't personally find Sheena sexy, but I love that she thinks she's sexy. Like, I like that confidence. Um, so this is a great scene. Jack literally comes over to Max and Sandoval and he ambushes them pretty much. He's like, hey, hey, dude, just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So I'm going through some mental issues. I'm angry all the time. Uh, um, you know, I call it an episode. And and then he's like, OK, well, OK, thanks. Cool. And then he just kind of walks away. Like doesn't give them a chance to speak at all. It's like, yeah, I totally did that. Da, da, da. Sorry, man. Okay, I hope you can accept my apology. And also, this is somebody saying he has mental issues when he has made fun of Ariana's mental issues 24-7. 24-7. Horrible. Uh Samuel in a talking head says he's fully he's full of shit. He's just doing this to this is his normal thing. He's not really sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, Sheena and Charlie are talking about music videos or talking about the music video and Brett walks into that scene and Charlie excuses herself and Sheena tells Brett, hey, you don't have to come on Friday to refilm and he's like, oh, you don't have to be like that and she's like, well, I wouldn't say you're fired but I'm not paying you and then Sheena – this is actually an interesting thing. Sheena says guys in L.A. suck. You know, they want you to be sexy and if you're too sexy, they don't want you to be that. Then they want you to be quiet. Then you want to be that. And like she actually – it's like kind of a very interesting speech about how guys are. It's like you can't win with guys in LA. But I probably think guys everywhere. Like I'm a fucking idiot too. Like make no doubt. Like everybody's at home. Like we get it. We know. But like it is like – and I guess the in thing is you can't live your life for guys. You can't live your life, you know, like love is amazing, but you can't live your life for any of this stuff, you know? Like you got to just try to make you the best person you can be, you know? Um, So this is like a crazy scene because then this all of a sudden gets introduced where Jax comes up to Kristen and asks where Carter is. And Kristen was like, oh, he's not here. He was here this morning. And then we found out they had sex this morning because they do a flashback where Carter's like – yeah, the sex was great this morning. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and then Jack's out of nowhere is like, "Kristen, I heard you uh, hooked up with a guy and, uh, and made a sex video, and Carter saw it two weeks ago." And she goes, "No, who did you hear that from?" And that was four years ago. And she's like, "And this is gr- a great scene because it's like watching a liar talk to a liar. It's like the end of Return of the Jedi. It's like just two Jedi's, just like." I will outlie you. I will outlie you, and 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 Jack's like, I can't believe you fucking lie. You like, I can't believe how much you lie. This is crazy, and and Kristen goes, ask your wife. She knows everything. And Brittany turns around. She's like, I didn't say anything. I, did, I what? I didn't say anything. I didn't do nothing. What? And obviously, she told Jax that Kristen didn't do this like two weeks ago, but I guess you guys. I guess Kristen gave like this dude a blowjob from a video and filmed it and then sent it to Kristen and then Carter took Kristen's phone because I watched the after show Carter took Kristen's phone and saw it in the bathroom and was like what the fuck is this but like Kristen is wild yo I'm telling you like Kristen is still C- Kristen is still like putting the VHS of drive you know on the TV if you know what I mean I think she still loves she lives for the drama you know and so this happens, and Jax is like, isn't it tiring keeping up with these lies? Which is just like, oh my god, I was I was rolling. I was like rolling laughing, because Jax is literally talking about himself. He's like, when does it end? When does it ever, when do the lies ever end? What? Do I just, what? And Kristen very rightly goes, I'm, I'm asking you not to have this freak out while I'm here at my work event selling clothes, and it's so true. It's like, it's like, what you want to talk about the truth when she lies to everyone, and Brittany's like, What's going on with you? What's going on with you? Um, it's just wild the obliviousness of Jax, and maybe it is just if you're looking at a psychology way, maybe he's yelling at himself too because this is how he lives, but it's wild. He's like so full of rage, or cocaine, or just cocaine. He's full of cocaine, and it's just it's wild. Anyways, now we're back at and and Jack's like storms out, you guys. So now we're back at Sir uh, DJ James Kennedy's having dinner with Lisa, and Raquel walks up. Oh, yeah, uh, DJ James Kennedy gets to play at Sir again. Lisa's taking another chance. So okay, great, big episode for DJ James Kennedy. Perfect. Raquel comes up and. Lisa goes, I'll have a rose. She goes, would you like a rose? And Lisa goes, does the Pope have a balcony? And she's like, what? What is it? Pope? Does Does the does the Pope have a balcony? And by the way, Lisa, numb nuts. Not everybody knows the fucking Pope. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, nobody knows that the Pope does speeches from the balcony. Because Raquel's like, the Pope does speeches with Rose on the balcony? Like, it's fun to make fun of, like, but, like, not everybody knows. I just, Lisa... Stop it. True dat, right, Lisa? True dat. Uh but then they both make fun of how stupid she is, Recalling, They're like, uh, she just doesn't get it. Uh-huh. Um You we get another editor troll on this scene of DJ James Kennedy asking, like of getting fired from seeing you next Tuesday and asking for it again, so that was kind of fun to watch. Um and then the scene ends with DJ James Kennedy goes, White Kanye's back in business. DJ the lounge. By the way, I just, once again, I want to point out, it's so funny how they make Sir seem. They make it seem like this huge lounge, and it just, it's not, you guys. It's a very, you would be shocked how tiny the lounge is. Um, so now we're at the, like the last kind of scene, and Jax is yelling at Brit. And he's like, I'm not allowed to have a bad day. Brit says, "You can't take it out on me. I don't see why it affects you so bad." And he and he's like, "We've been through so much worse." Oh no, she goes, "I've I've been through so much worse than this with you." And he's like fixing a fan on the kitchen counter. It is hot in the valley, but I figure they have AC. He's like, huh, I just can't win, you know? It's like I smoke a lot and then I eat a lot and then I I take Adderall to lose weight. And this is just – it's like like a Jesse Spano saved by the bell. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Like he's having like a breakdown. And by the way, I do want to point out Adderall does have very cocaine-like effects, but – I think it's a mixture of both. Certain Adderalls they don't make your eyes fucking bug out of your head and make you do a weird jaw thing like Jack does. So I still, I mean, I think he might have Adderall, but I think cocaine's a big portion of that. And Britt is trying not to cry, so she's doing that girl thing where they put their eyes at their their e- their their ear ducts to like try to like Ugh, don't have tears come out. And uh, he goes we're going to, he's like, we're no, yay, hey, we're married, that means you can't leave me, and we're going to go through much worse than this, we're going to have places where you hate me, and you want to throw me out of the house, and uh, he's like fuming, he's fuming, and he's, like, and, she's, and he's like, what's wrong with you, and she's like, I don't want you to go back your own ways, <laughs> and this is when I was like, This is a real episode, you guys. They really did it. This is like an old-time episode. Unfortunately, it's really dark because it's not as fun to watch people insane like this as they get older. It's much more fun to watch them when they're in their 20s and 30s and Jackson is 40s. So that's, like, sad. But other than that, I got to say, compared to the last couple episodes... Good job, you guys. Good job. And next week we have competing pool parties, and we're leading up to the end of the season and the Zoom reunion, which, by the way, Charlie, who's on next week, talks a lot about that Zoom reunion. So I can't wait for you to hear. That was Vanderbum Rules this week. <laughs> Now is the time for a quick check-in with my parents. You know them. You love them. Bill and Becky Bailey almost celebrating their 50th year of marriage as of October 31st of this next year, uh, of this year, in this year. That's crazy. But uh, hopefully I will be seeing them soon for Mother's Day in a very socially distanced, safe way. Uh, But I check in with them every week if you guys are new to the show. And uh, here is our weekly call. What's going on?
4: Don't know why the first, don't know why the first one went away. So I, I don't know what happened.
1: What are you, what are you talking about?
4: You called and then it ended and then. Are you drunk already? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> ice tea I'm having now. <laughs> uh, so you got, yeah, right. guys, you know, I'm tea. <laughs> <It's ice tea. laughs> you guys know him, you love him. Bill and Becky Bailey back on Hard. the pod for a quarantine update. Um, Okay, so you guys, I'm coming into town tomorrow night. Do you think that's safe? You're coming into town? You, you know coming, I'm coming. In. Oh, you guys be- <laughs> begging me to come. Are you kidding me? Do you- okay, why, why
4: are you coming? We are so excited. Okay. I've got a forehead thermometer today in the mail. Okay, so wait, wait. So we can so- scope you before. Before you come in the door, if you can't come in, you can't come in. Okay, that's
1: what I'm saying. So if I <laughs> drive, if I, I I I have not been around people, you guys haven't been around people. So in that sense, it's safe, right?
4: Yeah, I just took our temperatures. We're good.
1: Yeah, I can't. I mean, you can't catch chlamydia, right? <laughs> I was saying, I would I, hope uh, not. No, okay, so so if I drive, you're going to immediately temperature check me at the door?
4: Sure. No, you can come in and get a shower
1: you're inviting me at your own risk right
4: absolutely and, <laughs> and the better the good other good part is because you're coming your sister is gonna let us see the grandkids
1: oh right? wow so i say. so i i was like the uh the final straw that actually lets you see your grandkids yes okay now
4: yes because Karen. Carol- i i have got to ask Chris, she said, but I I want to see Ryan, and so do they. It wasn't about me and Mother's Day.
1: It was about Ryan <laughs> I'm excited about that. Wait no, so, uh wait, so Dad, uh you're growing a quarantine beard. How is that coming along? Pretty good, like I said, me, and my razor are social distancing <laughs>
4: and it's, it's done okay i mean i I'm kind of shock myself every morning when I look in the mirror.
1: Cause you look cool, and, uh, or you? Lo- Cause you look so cool.
4: I like no, I like it. Karen stopped by the other day and she uh, six
1: feet away said she liked it. Okay, so yeah. But and by the way, um, uh, I get a lot of comments when you guys come on. That first off, that they they wish they could be in our family, which I think is nice. Um, but then I oh, got- asked him to join. Us. Well, mom, I would, but I don't think you'll like the next part. A couple uh, have said my dad's cute.
4: Well, that's okay, too. Hey, 50 oh. years later, I, sh- I
1: share. Oh, oh, gross. Are you kidding me? You share? No,
4: I meant that. That's That kind of turns me on. I went in a nice way. We share family. Well, look, we got to go. we family. Goodness gracious, you turn uh, all my words upside down.
1: Okay, no, so. You do that. Um, uh, okay. So you guys we will, we'll do a longer podcast next week when I'm there, but I just wanted to check in, cool. but I also wanted to make sure that, you know, I am going to my parents, but I am taking this very seriously. We are, we have not been oh, around yeah. people. Right. We've not been partying. We're no. just seeing no. each other as a family. We're not going out. We're staying indoors or, you know, in our patio area, but, uh, I'm very right. excited to see you guys and, and I, I can't wait.
4: Yeah, we are, too. We're, we are, too. We're, but uh, drive real safe. Be cool. We'll drive you. What yep. time are you going to leave?
1: Well, probably won't leave, uh, be able to get out of here until like 8.30. No, no, so... when, when are you going to leave here? When oh. are you going to leave here? <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good one. Oh. Oh, good one. <laughs> now, uh, when do you leave in L.A.? It'll probably be like 8.30 tomorrow night after work. So... Oh, that oh, wow. late? Yeah, unfortunately. But um, I, I can do it. I'm a man. Well, be cool. Yeah. yeah, of course. Don't oh, drive
4: I'll... too so there, there, uh, there's no one else to stop but a few drivers now. So they got y'all nailed.
1: No, as as I get older, I drive slower. You guys know about that. Yeah, just okay. be cool. Okay, yeah, be safe. Yeah, but yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely yeah. call you before I take off and check in with you along the way.
4: Yeah, you know, check in along the way do. just so we know what progress you're making, sweetheart.
1: Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah. I, how much drugs do you want me to smuggle? <laughs> I'm joking. You're I'm, jo- I'm joking. I, okay, I love you guys. Love,
4: love you, I
1: say. See, okay. you see you tomorrow night or Bye. early morning. Friday <laughs> morning. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Bye. 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 That, of course, was Bill and Becky Bailey. You know them. You love them. Hopefully, I will see them soon. I'm already off schedule. I was supposed to be there last night, but uh, work happens, you know. Uh, but you know who else seems like family? There's a podcasting family we have, and I consider this next guest a part of my podcasting family. Uh, you know her as Laguna Biach on Instagram, her podcast Laguna Beach is 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 really awesome. You guys, I think probably already check it out, but if you don't, please check it out. She also, you'll notice she has one of the best voices. I just I love her voice so much. I just I just love listening to her voice. So, it is um it is such a pleasure to have her on again to talk about Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari's divorce, and of course, we touch on a couple other pop culture things, but here is my friend Kelly Williams, the Laguna Beach.
2: Blank page before you Open up the dirty window Let the sun illuminate
1: We are so lucky to have uh, a returning guest, somebody that I actually is probably one of the best people that does what we do in terms of podcasting, in terms of Instagram. You guys know her as Laguna Biatch. Her name is Kelly Williams. We have some important things to discuss tonight. Kelly, thank you so much for being here again.
0: Thank you for that introduction.
1: Oh, my God. Always. You literally are uh, on the pulse <laughs> of not only... Everything Laguna Beach, the hills. I mean, but you like you talked about last time, you are a fan of all pop culture. I consider you a historian. Uh, We had a great (laughs) conversation about Justin Bieber last time, which, by the way, uh, his quarantine content is is pretty off the chain, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he's looking healthy. I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for Beebs. I'm rooting for him.
1: No more IV bags anymore, right? He, like he's he's clean. Scooter
0: Braun can't get near him right now, so he's great.
1: But isn't it fascinating we kind of speculated last time that uh there was no way he was going to be able to sell out that stadium tour nor was mm-hmm. he mentally ready to go on it? So, it is kind of of interest that they were already starting to Like, moved to smaller venues, and then they were just able to cancel the whole tour, which I think is kind of good for his reputation in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I guess the cards worked in his favor for this one.
1: Yeah, (laughs) he's like, oh, thank God for COVID. (laughs) Thank God. Um, uh, Okay, so real quick, I mean, I know you're the Nashville area, correct?
0: Yes, I'm in Nashville.
1: Now, the sad thing, you guys, we talked about the last time, was she was going to do her first live show on April 25th, which was just last week. It was my birthday. I knew, like, I was re- I was ready for this show, and unfortunately, this show had to be pos- postponed because of this, but I think uh, once all of this is over, you will definitely be doing stuff like that again, right?
0: Yeah, that's the hope. I'm hoping I'll do one in LA, and I'm hoping for Boston, so I'm hoping for... Oh my God! If you
1: need somebody to work your merch booth, I volunteer for the (laughs) LA show, please. Oh my God! Um, Okay, so this is what I need to. This is the main thing I want to talk about. Is that huge breaking news have been happening this last couple of weeks with one of the main cast members of uh, you know Laguna uh, Laguna Beach, The Hills, is that Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Filed for divorce seemingly out of nowhere. That's number one, right? And then number two mm-hmm. is potentially there was a mysterious photo taken that posted on Instagram of, of Kristen's best friend that they might have had a three. I need you to explain all of this for me. So let me take it back. Did you expect Kristen and Jay to get a divorce?
0: So what's funny is I was told this was going to happen back in November. By it was like, like late Like, October, like, a, like early god? November. Like
1: a mystic? Who told you?
0: No, I, I had a source tell me she was like, Whoa. get ready, Jay and Kristen are going to file for divorce. And I was like, no way. And then it didn't happen. And I was kind of like, oh, no way. Like that source just kind of said that but yeah it happened and then an article came out and they were like they've been having issues since November and I was like holy
1: shit <laughs> okay so the the funny thing what like not the funny thing but they weren't they like quarantining on an island together with like another like with a bunch of people when all like they quarantined together
0: yeah i don't know i don't know what it was about but apparently that quarantines really when they were like screw it let's let's pull the trigger on this
1: now I don't know Jay Cutler. I'm not a sports guy at all, obviously, but like Jay Cutler, and I've told you this before, he just has the biggest derpy face I've ever seen in the history (laughs) of faces. Like the guy, I'm so sorry you got, I don't know who, that guy is not a good looking guy. That guy looks like the sleaziest guy, sleaziest Vegas guy I've ever seen. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know he doesn't have like the nicest reputation around (sighs) Nashville or in the NFL, you know, they're all kind of like, he's a dick. Like, that's pretty much if you ask someone about Jay Cutler, they're like, yeah, he's an asshole.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, God, wouldn't it be great to just have a word around, like, what's the word around town about Kelly? Like, I I mean, wouldn't it be great to get to the <laughs> point where there's a word around town about you?
0: They're like, that drunk bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, she loves her. Wait, guys, I also got to, wait, I, this is hysterical. So you guys already follow, follow Laguna Biatch on Instagram. If you don't, go follow her because it's amazing. But she... You commented the other day on an Instagram post that you were about to enjoy your first vodka Red Bull in two months, which to me is the darkest caption I've ever read because vodka Red Bulls are the devil's drink. Like, it is. is, I I was talking about this with some people this weekend. It's just like we all had a vodka Red Bull period of time, and that stuff is. That stuff is insane. It should be that I don't believe. I believe in legalizing marijuana, but I think you should uh, make it illegal <laughs> to have a vodka Red Bull. That's insane, Kelly.
0: Well, I have to say it. It had been a really long week, and I've been drinking just White Claws all quarantine, and well, I'm that, like, you me know too, what actually, I need. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, so I just needed it. Did you stay up all night then? Like, because I would not be able to fall asleep then for days.
0: No, I think <laughs> my body's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Was So so in your mind, it was like, Kelly, it's me, Vodka Red Bull. You deserve one of me today. Like, it was like one of that, like a treat to yourself.
0: Yeah, it was like seven at night. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy
1: a Red Bull. <laughs> and you know what goes good with Red Bull? Vodka.
0: Right. I mean, I already had some. So I was like, I might as well have one.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So sorry to take that detour. It was just something that, like, I read that comment and it made me laugh so much this weekend. <laughs> so, so you got a... Uh, and by the way, do you get like a lot of source information? I have a feeling you do.
0: I do. Yes.
1: And isn't that weird for you in like a way, like when that started happening is like, oh my God, I'm actually getting real information.
0: Yeah. So one thing, it's almost like not fair because it's always about Kristen because I don't really have connections to Lauren or Steven or Brody. So I try to be as fair as I can with what I say, because I don't think it's fair just to like, it's like, I know. People who know Kristen, so guess what? <laughs> like, that's who I'm gonna like spill all the tea about. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Well, the word on the street is that Jay Cutler is your source. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> I will not confirm or deny. Oh my God, you guys! Jay <laughs> Cutler told Kelly that they were getting into divorce in November. He knows. He would know. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. That, well, oh, that's huge news. Um, of course, we. That is not a confirmation or a denial, but no, it, it, I'm gonna I, deny that. Really oh, dang flirt. it! We, you couldn't just leave it up in the ether. I, like, I'm too scared. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jay Cutler comes to your door, and all yeah. like through the little peephole, you see his derpy face looking at you, like, oh, "Let me in." Um, I know. I feel like I'm sorry. So, you know what is what is your overall opinion of them as a couple? Um, I, I don't know you of of course watched the uh the e show that uh they were on correct
0: I do yeah or I did
1: yeah so you're like a masochist <laughs> yeah with my bunker rebels <laughs> yeah you're just like Ugh. um okay so i i mean i did not really pay attention to them much as a couple what I had heard about Chris, uh, Kristen and Jay was that they weren't that great of a couple. And then I found out a bunch of other stuff, like she was an anti-vaxxer and stuff like that. Like, Did you have any opinion of them as a couple?
0: I, I think I knew Very Cavallari was so fake to begin with. And I feel like, I don't know, they had like a little bit of a bantery type relationship. But I don't know they they would like kiss here and there, but I never felt like a super loving relationship, but I know couples are certain couples are like that. So I didn't really put much together.
1: Like, was the banter like, Hey, you're stupid. Uh, No, I'm not like, is it like, like, like mean banter or just like cute banter?
0: I guess like looking back, maybe some things were, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head because it's a terrible show. Like very Cavalier is not a good show and watching (laughs) it. I'd be like, Oh my God but i don't feel like there was anything that nasty like sometimes jay would comment her spending money and things like that but
1: yeah Oof. well now i mean now it's going to be crazy with the money but um uh okay so they get divorced what i love about stuff like this is since you really are the premier source on everything hills laguna beach related did your phone just go insane
0: yeah so i was actually i take like Every week to get out of my apartment and be like safe social distancing. So I was, I take like an hour and a half drive just around town, uh, whatever, and my phone starts blowing up. And I'm like, guys, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at my DMs and I was like, holy shit, it actually happened. Like, I was so shocked.
1: And like, do you do like, I mean, I picture you in the car. Did you, like, raise your fists in celebration? Were you like, yes! Like, was it, like, a a weird quarantine moment where you, like, kind of gave a fist pump? Or were you just, like, immediately on your phone?
0: You know, it was weird because I was like, I don't know, should I even post about it? Like, because I do try and be... Yeah, I do try and be a little bit respectful. So, I kept like, the whole time I was driving back to my apartment with, like, all my DMs, which I appreciate. I appreciate people, you know, letting me know things... Um, I'm like, what kind of caption can I put up that won't seem shady and it'll just be like, Kristen and Jay are getting divorced. That's it. And then do a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so what did you go with?
0: I think I said, let me find it real quick. I said.
1: Saw this coming. No, No, I I wanted to. (laughs)
0: But I said, Kristen and Jay announced they're separating after 10 years. As they say, the rest is still, still unwritten.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that you brought it back to the Hills theme song. That's amazing. <laughs> um, OK, so the story then gets darker because and now this is the, the thing that kind of really interested me is that this picture, I believe, was released on Friday on Instagram. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Now, yes. whose account was it released on?
0: So it was posted on Kristen's ex-best friend Kelly Henderson's um, Instagram, which is Velvet's Edge.
1: Now, am I mistaken in saying is this the girl that they potentially had a threesome with?
0: I don't think her and Kelly and Jay ever had anything. I think they definitely had a flirtatious relationship, but everyone who I've talked to says no way, no chance.
1: So the sources are saying no on that. Okay, so, Mm -hmm. but Kelly Henderson, okay, this is, and by the way, how do we know it's Kristen's ex-best friend? Was there an ex-best friend announcement? What is...
0: Yeah, so the whole, basically the whole beginning of season three on Very Cavallari is Kristen being like, Kelly posted these clickbait articles about her and Jay and people questioning their relationship, which Kelly did. Um,
1: Did she do the link in bio thing? Link in bio.
0: I think I think it was like swipe up links. Okay, got it. So and then Kristen was like, you know, she doesn't call me anymore, but she wants to put clickbait up. We're just not friends anymore. But I think there was a lot more to it than that, just from like. Word around Nashville. Like, Kelly has really deep roots in Nashville and works with a lot of country stars. So they all had her back, and they were like, she always wanted to do Kelly dirty on the show, but who knows?
1: Okay, so on her Instagram on Friday, she she was she had, like, a drink, and, like, she it said something about, like, oh, this has oh. been a long week or something like that? Oh.
0: Yeah, she said it's been a long week, and she um, posted... A picture of a guy wearing a beaded bracelet and Jay wears ba- beaded bracelets a lot, but it wasn't Jay.
1: OK, first off, can we all agree guys shouldn't wear beaded <laughs> bracelets?
0: Well, the thing is, there's a charity in Nashville that sells it for like kids health to okay, raise money. Never mind. For, like, I'm children's an asshole. Cancer. Everybody
1: needs to wear no. beaded bracelets. But I'm so sorry. No, That's it's horrible. funny. OK,
0: it, it, that's not funny. But somebody DM me. They're like, are there a lot of adults in Nashville wearing beaded yeah. bracelets? I'm like, kind of.
1: OK, <laughs> Okay. so it's like a Lance Armstrong Livestrong potentially.
0: Yeah. And Kelly, she's really good friends with Amy from the Bobby Bones show. And Amy's daughter makes those bracelets and like gives them to people, I guess.
1: OK, So so
0: there's a lot of layers. But if you don't know those layers... You know
1: this is so cool. It's like it's like the Da Vinci Code. It's like breaking down. <laughs> yeah. but what I love is that you are like a detective now because all of a sudden, the rumor got out that that was Jay in that photo. And then all I started seeing on Instagram was people like like having pictures of Jay's bracelet and this guy's bracelet. Mm-hmm. How did you find out? like, okay, in your first thought, first thought was it it's him?
0: My first thought was Kelly is getting back at Kristen and stirring the pot.
1: Okay, so but you thought that that wasn't him. It's probably just a pot stir.
0: Yeah, I don't I didn't I mean, I don't know. I didn't think it was him. Like there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, my God, that could be Jay. I saw the picture and I said, there's no fucking way like there's no chance.
1: Okay, so how do you find out that it's not Jay? I ask around. (laughs) Oh my God. You're like a fucking New York times reporter. You're like working, (laughs) you're working your angles. You're working your sources. Like, so you start digging and you actually, that's what I love is that you actually have sources that could potentially help this case be solved.
0: Right? Because if it is Jay, I would call her out on it, but then I realized it wasn't Jay. And I'm like, you know what? That girl, she just wanted to stir the pot she wanted, she got like 5,000 comments. She got like 7,000 new followers. She knew what she was doing.
1: So potentially if I'm looking for more followers, I should post <laughs> a photo of maybe me with Jay.
0: Yeah. Post a picture wearing a beaded bracelet like <laughs> on your, on your leg and be like, is this Jay?
1: Or I gotta, or I wait till Friday and go, it's been a long week. And then I'm holding hands with a guy with a beaded bracelet. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you find out that it's not Jay and like, so do you immediately, it's like hard, like, I mean, do you immediately then post on your account that it's not him and this is why and, you know, like it's hard because I'm sure you don't like want to stick up for Jay because it's not like you love him.
0: Yeah, I think I just, I, I think I said it's not Jay and I was like, Kelly's just stirring the pot. Like that, I just, I put it like that.
1: How do you deal with the amount of... Cause I, I I deal with this on a very small basis right now, but it's still so hard. Like, how do you deal with so many DMS and messages coming through? Cause like, sometimes I just, it just like, it's like wigs me out. Like, it's like so hard to keep up with. Like, how do you do it? Cause you actually have a huge, huge account.
0: Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people, honestly, when stuff like that happens, I usually turn my DMS off from my story. So people can't like direct DM me from my story.
1: Smart. Smart. Because
0: that. It does get a little, like, overwhelming when I see 70 DMs after Kristen announced her divorce. I'm like, shit. Like, I know people want to tell me, so I am really thankful for that. Like, I'm thankful people think of me when they see that stuff. But there are moments where I'm like, I just have to put my phone down and walk away. Like, every day I try to, like, detach from my phone for at least an hour or two.
1: Isn't this wild? This is what we do with part of our time. (laughs) Like I, I I was just I was just thinking that when you were like, well, in the beginning of the third season of very cavalleri, and I was like, oh my god, I'm the same way about Vanderpump rules. Like I can yeah. like I can tell you, well, in the sixth episode of the third season, like and I take it very seriously, but I just um I remember like I used to do a Kardashian podcast, and I remember when Jordan Woods got like potentially caught cheating with tristan thompson Mm -hmm. and my phone like i remember it was a friday during the day and my phone exploded to the point like i was in the car and i had to pull over because i was scared i was going to get into an accident and it's just like it's one of those things that you're it gets so silly but like i took it so serious because i was like oh my god we need to find out what's going on you know
0: right no i i totally understand that and like honestly, when she announced the divorce, I like continued on my drive. I'm like, I'm just gonna continue on my quarantine drive and listen to music. And then I'll deal with everything.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that is fascinating. So okay, so you, Detective Kelly Laguna Biach has done it again. <laughs> the world is safe. Now I, I always, I would just, I mean, has like, Would Kristen Cavallari ever reach out to you about anything potentially or like do any do anybody like I know you have like sources here and there. But what I found interesting, too, is that you're starting to do like Instagram lives with like old cast members and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I've actually been doing that for like two years. It's just been a while since they've wanted to, like, get back on lives with me because some questions that come through, they get a little inappropriate but I think they've realized that I'm really good at moderating it and making sure that like we don't like someone asked me because I asked people I was like you know when we have Jason on the live what do you want me to ask him and someone's like you should ask him if Elsie's the one that got away I'm like he's married with a child I'm not gonna ask him
1: that <laughs> I mean like the, well you uh, do you ever watch watch what happens live with Andy Cohen yeah. you notice that like he has that trick where He asked a tough question by acting like it's a Twitter user asking it. Mm -hmm. He'll be like, a Twitter user wants to know if LC was the one to get away. And, you know, like he never takes on that like onus himself. He blames it on somebody else, which is a great interview tactic, I think.
0: Yeah, it's just it's hard when you're like doing it live.
1: (laughs) Do you ever get nervous in those situations? Like I would like I would get so nervous, like even like Jason Waller, I would like get nervous because like I watched every episode of The Hills, you know? Yeah, I'm
0: always nervous. Every single live, I am terrified.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, this is why. This is why we got to get you live on. We got to get the live show. We got to see those nerves <laughs> on stage. Um, yeah,
0: like probably the first like five minutes up, like the last five minutes before the live. I'm, <laughs> is he told me we only had a half hour, like before the live? So when his wife and daughter came, in, I'm like, okay, we can wrap it up, like trying to wrap it up and he's like we still have 10 or 15 minutes and i'm like well i don't have any more questions so let's see what we can do (laughs)
1: um (laughs) okay so uh, in terms of quarantine uh it's horrible for everybody have you noticed anything with the hills cast in terms of quarantine during this time that you found interesting weird shady funny anything going on in terms of the cast
0: Not really. I feel like they're being pretty quiet. I mean, Heidi is still doing her like bizarre TikTok dances. But other than that, I'd say nothing I've
1: really noticed. Oh, What did Heidi tweet yesterday that I thought was interesting? It was just like it was like a two word thing. And I thought I was like it was like cryptic almost. I'm trying to remember what it was.
0: Right. She's a nut. She's
1: a nut. Uh, okay. So in terms of season two of The Hill's New Beginnings, I heard they were already filming, but do you know anything about it? Did they finish? Are they still in the middle of it?
0: Yeah. So Jason actually said they are are still filming, but of course with COVID, they can't. And they tried to do some stuff virtually, but that didn't work. So I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, there's like no way Audrina knows how to work like a camera, like a zoom <laughs> camera. Like there's just no way. Like could you imagine like trying to walk her through how to set up a camera? <laughs> I said it you didn't. I said it you didn't. That's so funny. You didn't. I well, said she it. She
0: blocked me. She blocked me out I of no know. Way.
1: You told like that was like wasn't that like that was like one of the biggest blocks you've gotten so far, right? Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, Audrina. But did we didn't somebody unblock you too though that had blocked you and then they finally unblocked you years later?
0: And it was actually funny. Ashley Waller, Jason's wife, had me blocked for a few months. Ooh. And just before the new beginnings happened, um, she unblocked me and now she follows me. So it's it's all oh full my circle God. there.
1: When she came into the live, I would have been so scared.
0: <laughs> I was kind of like, I have to be good.
1: <laughs> OK, so OK, so the Hills cast are like they're doing fine. Things will get back to normal when they get back to normal. Hey, is Spencer's crystal business really that huge of a business?
0: Yeah, he makes a lot of money off of that. I remember like reading somewhere and this could be obviously over exaggerated. I don't believe anything the Prats say, but I guess they made like hundred and twenty thousand in a week. In a month, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, like it's it like you know, when I was watching like his Snapchat or something like I didn't realize he had a whole staff now and he had like it had been a while since I had like kept up to date with him and then this was like months ago I checked it checked it out and I was like, wow, he has like a whole operation going.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, he's a Pratt Daddy Crystals.
1: Do you you have any Pratt Daddy Crystals? No, he blocked me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... uh, He actually,
0: he blocked me, he blocked me and told people I was asking for free crystals and I don't, like, believe in crystal healing. Like, if somebody does, that's totally cool by me. But yeah, he said I kept asking for free crystals. I'm like, never in my
1: life. Oh my God, it's so refreshing to meet somebody that doesn't believe in crystals. Like, because every, like... Are you are you into Terra? Are you into like uh, no? What's the what's the thing everybody's into with like the Taurus and Aries the astrology astrology? Are you into astro- astrology?
0: Um, I think it's fun.
1: Okay, but like, yeah, because I just like it's another thing that like astrology and crystals. I try to be into, or I try to get into it, and it just. It's just it's just tough going for me. So I'm trying to get better at that. But um, OK, just in, in wrapping up, have you noticed like in terms of other pop culture, because like we said, you are a student, a fan, um, a teacher of all pop culture. Have you noticed anything? What is like any moments during this quarantine that has literally left you slack jawed? Anything that's like left you mystified? Zayn and Gigi having a baby. OK, so this is I'm so glad you brought this up. Are you pro Zane and Gigi having a baby?
0: No, I feel like it would be like if Selena and Justin were having a baby.
1: So you don't think they're like built to last? You don't think that when she was with Tyler Cameron, she was thinking about Zane the whole time and then they had to get back together?
0: Well, I think my thing is I read a lot of celebrity blinds and I don't believe all celebrity blinds that I read, but Zane just doesn't seem like he's well you know like yeah he just there's doesn't like seem rumors like...
1: on him that are like certain like justin rumors that we've talked about before and that's like yeah kind of the rap on so
0: him. yeah it's just kind of like oh <laughs> <laughs> that's really I like like when i heard that i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like oh my god oh goodness oh no oh goodness yeah. um uh okay so quarantine baby though like and she's five months along, which is like, that's before quarantine. Yeah. That's like, so this is, they went into quarantine knowing she was pregnant.
0: Yeah. And I a hundred percent think Yolanda leaked that shit to the press.
1: But why would Yolanda allow her daughter to be with somebody who is unwell for somebody that is so into healing and Lyme's disease and uh, everything that Yolanda's known for?
0: Well, I don't think she wanted that. I mean, like Enti, Enti lawyer I've talked about him oh, a lot he's on my so podcast good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he just came out with like a big deep dive and it was kind of like Yolanda never wanted this lo- Yolanda wanted her daughter to marry a billionaire
1: Yeah she didn't those lemons in the bowl aren't going to pay for themselves like right we need, a, we need a but but Zane's very wealthy but like I would love wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall when she told Yolanda and Yolanda had to like yell at her about birth control and like safe safe sex Oh my god Ugh. Okay, so, so we got to look out for that. That's a potential time bomb of a relationship that I can't imagine being quarantined together is going to make any better. So that's fascinating. Anything else that's happened over quarantine that you've uh, you've been interested in, or something that you're looking forward to in the future?
0: Um, not really. I don't think so. Um, Hillary Burton, I'm a big fan. I was a big One Tree Hill fan. She just came out with a book, so I really want to read that because it does some like behind the scenes. Of One Tree Hill.
1: Now she, she's so I'm married to Jeff. Her
0: book that I haven't.
1: Read. <laughs> she's she's married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and they live on a farm. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay, and that's fascinating. Now I forgot you're a One Tree Hill fan. You know? Do you know I used to be in acting class with Joe Manganiello, and I remember I was in his class. I was in class with him when he booked One Tree Hill for that season or whatever.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I took I took pictures with Joe, like, because like, we were buddies, and it was always like, the I was horrified to take a picture next to Joe all the time, because it was just literally like, oh my god, I look like a monster. Like, he's just so good looking, you know? <laughs>
0: um he is he's so good looking. so are you so are you no, don't no, say no, that no. about yourself I, no no
1: no I don't mean that I no, I'm, <laughs> I'm very acceptable I'm good looking but like they're like you know when it's like oh but
0: it's Joe Manganiello it's Joe
1: Mag- <laughs> oh my god one time I interviewed him for my so I do a work podcast for like uh I, I haven't talked about this ever I do a work podcast and so I wanted to interview him and he was like yeah this was like two years ago he's like come over to my place And he was married to Sofia Vergara, of course, and I had never been to his new place. Like I remember his apartment and his (laughs) new place is a mansion and he's like showing me around and he's like, here's my workout room and here like he – we did the interview in his man cave which literally had like artistic photos of him like kind of like naked with lightning (laughs) bolts and stuff like that and I was like, holy crap. And then like we're doing the interview. It's a great interview and then like – Sofia Fergara comes down and goes, hello, and she brings us, like, fresh, warm beignets, and, like, <laughs> I would, and, like, it was like I was like so shocked to see Sofia Vergara, even though I know they're married, and she was like so much prettier in person. And then I just kept looking at both of them. I'm like, oh my god, you guys, like, you guys are so good looking. It's like making me uncomfortable. And <laughs> you it have was to like, look away. Oh yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, can you leave now so I can start talking to Joe again? Because <laughs> I was just like, this is in like, like in my. You just don't expect that even in dreams of like, oh yeah, then Sophia Vergara came in and served warm beignets. It's just so right, weird. Right, it
0: sounds fake.
1: Yes, totally. Um okay, uh last thing as we go, you, last time on the podcast you revealed that you have a love affair with Usher, not in reality, but you have a very big love affair with Usher. Um, now, any other pop star crushes that you have right now? Because I always I always I thought that was such a charming story of how into Usher you were. <laughs> As you grow older, do you have new crushes that form or does your old crushes for people like Usher deepen?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I've never, I guess my old crush is just like deep in, like, I guess like if a new actor comes around and I think he's good looking, I'm like, okay, I can, I can get into this. But like Brian Latrell from the Backstreet Boys, he's another like number one celebrity crush. Um
1: Remember when that remember when the NSYNC, or no remember when the Backstreet Boy you went and saw his uh solo show and he he wouldn't talk to you afterwards?
0: AJ? AJ, yeah.
1: yeah which is just ridiculous. AJ should Bad be talking to everybody. There but were like 30 people there. Latrell <laughs> wouldn't do that to you. I just know it.
0: No, no, he's very nice. I've met him twice.
1: Um so okay, um, So so no new celebrity crushes. Maybe there's an actor here or there, but there's there's not somebody where you're like I've got to I, I have an extreme fandom for this person. All of a sudden, no. Wait, you cut out there for a sec. What was it?
0: Big on. God. I was big on all the CW shows. So, like, oh, I've been big on all the CW shows. Like when I was younger.
1: Yeah. So like. And the- I mean
0: Chase, Chase Crawford. I'm always gonna love Chase. Actually, there's a guy
1: I've been watching <laughs> All
0: American on Netflix. Okay. And a guy, what's his name? Well, Tay Diggs is on it, who I love deeply. Wait,
1: Tay Diggs, Tay guys, you we all know who Tay Diggs is. Tay Diggs is also <laughs> the guy that every he follows everybody on Twitter. So that's another Tay Diggs yes. fun fact.
0: So there's a guy, his name's Michael Evans. Can't say his last name, but he plays Jordan on All American. And at first I'm like, oh my God, he's a high schooler. Then I found out he's like 25, and I'm like, okay, this is
1: Okay. <laughs> okay game back on. Game on. Right. Well, by the way, so Michael Evans you you're hearing it on this podcast first. I feel like if you i feel like you have the golden touch in uh fan crushes. I feel like if you have a crush on somebody, that means that person's gonna have a very bright future. So Michael, you heard it here first. your career <laughs> is taken care of for the rest of your life um <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for doing this today. I just, I know, I know like this was just a last minute thing, but when this happened, like you were just one of my favorite people to talk to. So I was just, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this.
0: No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um,
1: and so like your podcast, Laguna Biatch, uh, you guys, she's, she's climbing up the, you just had like huge episodes lately. Like it's, yeah, it, it keeps getting it's kinda, like, it's, bigger and bigger. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of blown up a little bit. I mean, you're always on the top 200 charts too.
1: We're hey, we're hey, I think we make each other better. We're just what it like we're the uh I don't think there's any podcast wars. There's only encourage other podcasters to do better. And like, yeah, I love seeing you on there because it makes like I actually get a genuine smile when I I see you when I'm when I'm desperately looking for my name. I always (laughs) like to see yours. So uh, so, we're the
0: Joe we're the Joe and Sophia of podcasting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So guys, Laguna Biatch, even if you don't like the Hills or something like that, there is a really fun take on it. But also she does pop culture. And I, I know you got you have always tried to find a way to balance that because some people mm-hmm. are weird about it but it, you know she is a student of all of this stuff she is the person to listen to so if you don't already add this to your list of shows to uh to listen to it is a must listen um but thank you so much kelly and i i hope you're doing okay in quarantine
0: yeah thank you so much for having me
1: of course yeah I, I would have you on every week but thank you so much <laughs> This is a new segment. This is Bailey on Bravo, uh, the week in Bravo, and some other pop culture tidbits. Uh, I think there's one huge, huge Bravo story that just came out the last couple days in time for Mother's Day, and I think we need to talk about it. So let me know if you can guess this sound. That's right, folks. Joe Giudici Giudici Giudice is now selling expensive vibrators online. Joe is doing his best to rehab his image after prison. Um, He is working a side hustle. Um, He has plugged this vibrator to all of his social media followers, and it literally, my jaw dropped when I went to his stories, and he was like, get your mother something special for Mother's Day. Uh, I guess this company is called Partner, European distributor Zalo USA. The Instagram bio reads... Zalo USA, a sex toy company, Um, us weekly says the father of four, uh, this is this quote. It says, give her a mother, (laughs) give her a mother's day gift. She won't forget. Make her hurt. No, I give, no, it's just the quote is give her a mother's day gift. She won't forget. And then you could swipe up for like the sex toys, the vibrators. Uh, the quote is inspired by the luxury and the sumptuousness of the life of French nobility. The collection ranges from 125 to 195 depending on the model. Which, um, which one are you guys getting your mom's for Mother's Day so she doesn't forget? Uh, he also said, proud to be working with the Zalo USA team and their award-winning products. Um, also, Joe's, uh, this week, Joe's deportation appeal was denied officially. So he has to, he is not allowed to come into the USA. I don't know if... Um, I honestly, maybe the sex toy thing has something to do with his appeal being denied uh, officially. But Joe cannot officially come back to the USA. Wouldn't it be amazing to get Joe on 90 Day Fiance find some way to like he just catfishes some American, I don't know, something like that. So, of course, that is the biggest Bravo news that I have this week. Also, you guys, Zoom reunions are where it's all out now on Bravo. So obviously, we're not allowed. They're not allowed to shoot the in-house Zoom reunions, uh, but we do have confirmation that they shot Vanderpump Rules season eight finale Zoom reunion. They shot that last week. Uh, Charlie Burnett, who is my guest next week, talks a lot about that reunion um, because they all had to do it at their own places. They all had to do their own reunion looks. Uh, she does talk a lot about it. I don't want to give it away, but there's a lot of good stuff she talks about in terms of the reunion and how like it's a little bit awkward doing it on Zoom. Um, but also Real Housewives of Atlanta, they have revealed the preview for that. And it does look wild. Listen to this.
4: Here I am, fabulous and ready to slay. get into it, girls. When have you ever
0: had a man on this show other than the one you and Demi were at the same time? First of all, I will never forgive you for ever speaking on my channel. Do you see me? Do you hear what I am saying? I never. I will. Yes, the you did. I'm embedded in your mother brain, bitch. ATL, that's my. And you gonna keep dead. knowing me? Fine. Cool. what happened? I don't see Nini
4: anymore.
1: That, of course, was because Nini hung up, which is crazy on Zoom reunions. You could probably just cut your internet signal. Uh, But yeah, that looks actually awesome. And if we know anything, the Real Housewives of Atlanta ladies bring it every time. So they look, it does, I got to say, it does look good. So it makes me hopeful for the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Uh, I did hear uh, from Charlie that there were tears and fights and all of that stuff. So that is good to hear. That makes my heart feel good. Uh, Summer House ended last night for all you Bravo lovers. Um, Summer House was a bright spot in my quarantine journey. It made me very happy. I think the... God, I think the season started when we were in quarantine and now it's ended. And they even did an hour-long reunion on Watch What Happens Live last night where Carl Radke... Says he's sober. Says he realizes he has a a drinking problem and he's been sober throughout quarantine. So way to go, Carl. I hate that. I don't know if you guys are like this, Bravo lovers, where where you hear that and you're like, good for him. But will that affect the show? Which is just a horrible thought. But good for him. That was great. Uh, I thought that was, you know, clapping to this past season of Summer House. It just for me, it worked. It all came together. If you guys have not got on the Summer House train Start from last season and and get going because I think you will greatly enjoy it. A little off the topic of Bravo, uh, Scott Disick checked himself into rehab um, in the last couple of weeks. And unfortunately, that rehab facility leaked a photo of him at that rehab, which is just disgusting. Um, I'm proud of Scott Disick for trying to get help. I think he was, I think Courtney and Sophia worked together, Sophia Richie, his girlfriend, to get him in that. So that is why these places of privacy, it is utmost importance because it's embarrassing there is a shame thing attached to it for some not for some reason i know why it's like that's a hard thing to face so nobody should be leaking photos of anybody so hats off to scott disick for trying and getting in there and i hope Jax can eventually get help for his problems uh, as well Jax, go do rehab also um this is actually a little tea you know the kid this is me lisa vanderpump trying to be like the kids it's a little tea Tea means gossip, spill the tea, you kids, you crazy kids. Uh, this is summerhouse related. Hannah and Paige went on IG live the other day and Hannah went off on Jules, who's a cast member of Summerhouse, saying Jules has some huge secret, and since it happened out of contract, she can't legally talk about it, but if she could, the audience would hate Jules. Now there is a rumor allegedly that says Jules made multiple passes at Amanda, Kyle's fiance, and Amanda got really uncomfortable. Not only that, but something happened off-camera between Jules and Luke, but again, off-camera, so no details. The Jules and Luke thing actually did come off on last night's Watch What Happened Live reunion. I guess Luke Luke was pissed for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons was that he invited her to a 4th of July party and said that his buddy was cute and she wanted to sleep with him and then dogged his buddy. So I think he was pissed about that. Who knows about that other stuff? Also... Um, You guys, a new show launched on Bravo this week, Camp Getaway, which uh, is summer camp. It looks like summer camp with the camp counselors. It looks like a summer house with ugly people. Not a lot of lookers in that book, uh, that bunch. I have not seen it yet, so I could be totally wrong. It is on my DVR. I am going to be checking it out if I get to my parents' place. And finally, in, in, in sad news, um, you remember Jeannie uh, Keo from Real Houses of Orange County, the earlier – Seasons. Uh, her daughter uh, Kara Kyo um, uh, lost her her son uh, during childbirth a couple of weeks ago. But then on top of that, their father, uh, her father and Genie's uh, ex husband Matt, who was a famous baseball player, uh, died this past week. And Kara, in a post, said, "You're on grandpa duty in heaven," which I thought was really beautiful. Um, We, of course, saw Matt, I believe, in a couple episodes during Real Housewives of Orange County, the earlier season. So my thoughts and prayers—God, that sounds horrible, thoughts and prayers. My thoughts and prayers actually do go out to that family. I'm so sorry that just back-to-back losses is just horrible for anyone. So my heart goes out to all of you guys. Once again, you guys, I am so sorry that this is a day and a half late. I have had some real bad Justin Bieber computer problems uh, this week.
2: Do you have your computer
1: with you? No, Justin, I don't have my computer on me because you have cursed my computer ever since I've started making fun of you, but that will not stop me, you guys. I will always make fun of Justin Bieber. In fact, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber uh, Facebook Watch, they released... Uh, their quarantine reality uh, series on Facebook Watch. Has anybody watched anything on Facebook Watch? I feel like if something says watch in the title, I'm, on, I'm automatically like, no, nope, not going to watch it. No, thanks. Um, so I think I'm going to cover that on my Patreon after I do NYC prep. Uh, Which you guys, once again, reminder, go to the Patreon. The first three episodes I think are really good. It has Susie Yoder on one of them. I do some solo recaps. And I'm actually going to start making music mixes and throwing those on the Patreon for anybody that cares, that likes. Because I love, like, music and I love sharing music. So uh, it's probably illegal, but I'm going to do that there as well if you guys love music mixes. Um, But I do have some free music mixes on Spotify. It's So Bad It's Good, Uh, So Sad It's Good, Volume 1, and So Bad It's Good, Volume 1, if you want to check those out. We have done it, folks. We have reached the end of another show, and I wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys, how much I love you guys. I really do think this is a sense of community I feel, and it has made quarantine so much better. Thank you to all the people that have reached out to say that I have made you guys feel better in some way. That's shocking because it's just a two-way road. So, um, And I'm so sorry if sometimes I don't get back to your message in a timely manner. They just sometimes stack up, and I, I... Anyways, I'm going to stop apologizing, but I am going to leave you with a song. This is a song from one of my favorite albums of this past year. The band, the band is an amazing band called Local Natives. Their album that got released last year called Violet Street, I think, is just wall-to-wall good songs. When I was in Spain, I just walked around with this album, and I listened to this album and Lizzo's album. And uh, this album just means so much to me. This is a song called When Am I Gonna Lose You, which I think is a... A sentiment we all feel at some point but this song to me is so beautiful so good catchy all of that jazz if you don't know local natives they are an amazing band if you do you know what i'm talking about so you guys i will talk to you guys next week we got charlie and we got another good guest next week so please tell your friends big things are coming love you guys bye
2: Touches